0: Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television (coughs) show podcast. And I don't think we've kept that. I think we've been
1: drastically falling since, but we're gonna (laughs) wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show you can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't It's the place to go to help us move this show forward and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction events with Steven and myself and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: If you wanna get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at cantdisappointpodcast@gmail.com, at gmail.com and we will read it right here on the show. We sure
1: will, even if you <laughs> beg us not to.
0: Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials
1: every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't
0: Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more. attention
1: that we so desperately crave.
0: Yeah, throw, throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there. And we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. The delusion you're trying to cure is called Christmas, Duncan.
2: It's the crazy notion that the longest, coldest, darkest nights can be the warmest and brightest. Yeah, and
0: when we all agree to support each other in that insanity, something even crazier happens.
2: It becomes true.
0: Works every year like clockwork.
3: Ho, ho,
1: ho! Merry Christmas, listeners of You Can't Disavow the Podcast!
0: I like that you went from like Santa Claus to the count from Sesame Street. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's a very special spooky Christmas.
1: One silicone doll. Two silicone doll. <laughs> hey everybody. Yeah, what's up guys? Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah I'm sorry like about that. all that. It's not really <laughs> Christmas. But we're here to talk about one of the four Christmas episodes of Community which are episodes that I all hold really close to my heart. They're particularly special episodes of Community and it's like snow apocalypse a little bit outside. Over the yeah. last week, I don't know how many inches you got, but we got like probably close to a foot of snow.
0: Yeah, there's a lot like the cars here are like buried.
1: That's how it was. I've had to drive places, and we had to, the first time, and it was awful. We had to, like, dig my car out of the snow. It was, like, up to its tires. Damn. Just from, like, overnight. But, yeah, welcome to the show. So, it feels good. To, I, I feel like I can get myself almost more in the Christmassy spirit than I was at Christmas time because it, it looks Yeah, like me too.
0: Yeah. And I've talked about, you know, how much I, I don't love Christmas, but I feel more in the Christmas spirit right now than I probably do, like, around Christmas, especially because it's, it's so snowy. It's
1: super snowy, and it's pretty snow.
0: It is pretty snow. You're pretty snow.
1: You're the prettiest snow of all. Uh I'm Zach, and I definitely did not get exiled from Planet Abed for not liking Christmas songs. (laughs) Uh, And
0: I'm Steven, and I I think that fake murdering people is my new tradition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another week. Uh, We're in a good mood. We just had a really fun You Can't Disappree show, I think.
0: Yeah, we did. That was cool.
1: Just unfiltered chatting about whatever, but we actually like had stuff to say for once, unlike whenever we're on this show.
0: Yeah. So if you want to check that out, make sure to uh, mosey on over, mm. hop in, hop on the gumdrop trail, and uh, walk on over past the cave of frozen peas. Come on. And <laughs> uh, check us out at patreon.com/slash. You can't. disappear. No. There's no there's no you. There's Patreon. you Dot com slash can't patreoncom podcast.
1: Yes. Did you did you listen to some of last week's podcast, didn't you? Steve I did actually. Podcast. Did you listen to the uh, the you can't disappreach show ad that we did?
0: I don't know Where if I heard that, because I was in another like, room when someone else was listening to it, and I so, was like, oh. Nice.
1: We're, we're like in an alternate dimension, and we're running out of time. It was. Just,
0: oh my well, god, I need 20. to listen to that specifically yeah. then, because that was yeah. really fun to record. Yeah. well, That anyway, was like on the fly, by the way, and I yeah, think that we should get more credit for that.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely rerun it for a while, sure. Yeah. It's a great week to be You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm happy to be here talking about one of my favorite TV shows with one of my C-level tier people. Right. Fair
0: enough, yeah. But I'm everyone, happy to be talking about one of my favorite uh, episodes of the show with yeah. one of the people I know.
1: Yes, and of course, everyone who listens to this show is A tier, A plus tier, and everyone who gives us a little something-something over at patreon.com slash candisappointpodcast is S tier, right? S right. And let's uh, segue that into how our show is, of course, brought to you by our $10 and up patrons. Who are they, Steven?
0: Uh, Well, you see, we've got our friend Justin Brummett. We've got Mm. Danny Martinez Lugo. And we've got Mary Baker Budisa, my mom. Legends and
1: champions and kind people, the three of them. All beautiful
0: souls in their own right.
1: Silent shout out to all of our $5 patrons who uh, we're also very grateful for and we're glad to have you. But you could always boost it up a little bit if you want us to remember your names.
0: We'll say your name. First, middle, last. And if you,
3: middle,
1: <laughs> and if you social security number, credit mm-hmm. card number, we'll Zip say code. it all. Blood type. And you know, if you'd like to have all of that exposed about yourself on the internet, become a ten dollar not patron at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. And that's enough of that. We're talking about What is it, Steven? Season 2, episode 11. Oh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Yes, it is. It was directed by Duke Johnson. This is his only directing credit That sounds like a porn name. But it's because he specializes in this type of animation, so he was Mm -hmm. brought on to direct this episode. He directed, I don't know if you know it, but there's a stop-motion film that was really awards buzz when it came out called Animaliza. I don't know exactly how to say it. Anna Melisa. I've heard it's really good. And he is—he uh, was a frequent director for Moral Oral, the oh, Adult shoot. Swim stop-motion show, which was created by uh, Dino, who plays Starburns and writes on Community. I think that I knew that, but I had definitely forgotten that. Yeah. So it all goes in a circle. The episode was written by a tag team of Dino, and I'm gonna—I've never had to say his last name on the mm-hmm. podcast before. Uh, Stamatopoulos, Stamatopoulos, if it's wrong, correct me. Uh, his only other, he was a frequent writer for the show, but his only other credited episode is G.I. Jeff, which is funny, because that's the other animated episode. Yeah,
3: And it was co-written
1: by him, and a guy who, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was like an intern for a week, and they let him co-write something, this guy named Dan Harmon, I haven't heard that name before, have you? Um,
0: isn't he the guy that has that show coming out on Fox soon? I don't think so. Oh. And with original- squares, right? He likes like reading squares. What? Reading squares and the the, the Dan Harmon reading square. Isn't that what Dom and Andre mm-hmm. always talk about? Steven, are you having
1: are are you smelling toast right now? Is there a little? <laughs> okay. Uh, it it originally aired on December 9th, two thousand ten. Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. We're gonna get all into it, but first, how are you, Steven? I'm good.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm recording live from a Waffle House bathroom, which is why I smell a little bit of toast. Um, <laughs> occupied! I told you. I, <laughs> I don't...
1: Okay, so let's weave this narrative, because I don't think... I don't know if it was on the podcast, or the pre-show, or just when we were talking to each other a few minutes ago, that it was mentioned that you were about to go to jail for some reason, and re- yeah, recording and this podcast was your last phone call. Uh, why... What, what was your crime, do you r- recall? It uh, wasn't something good. It's not something you want to say on the podcast. No. <laughs> Why don't you tell me and I'll bleep it out? So for narrative sake, uh, I think I said I was gonna. <laughs> oh, that's not that bad. We- <laughs> Who you're like I do not- that all the time? Daily. Um, what is this? The fifties, sixties, seventies,
0: eighties, and nineties, and two thousands okay. in Italian so homes.
1: you're on your way to jail. I imagine you've been arrested. You know, we mm-hmm. th- the plan, as far as we know, was to record the podcast over your last phone call. How did you end up in this Waffle House bathroom?
0: Uh, Well, you see, I I gave the cops the slip. Uh, And by (laughs) that, I mean I gave them a slip of paper that says, if you take me to Waffle House, (laughs) I'll make it worth your while. Uh, They keep knocking on the door, and I told my... It's occupied.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I heard. (laughs) Yeah,
0: uh, They're threatening to shoot, uh, but I told them if they give me about two and a half hours, I will take care of everything I need to, and they'll be feeling better afterwards, too.
1: Okay, so what's the game plan for the podcast next week? Am I going to have a co-host? Do I need to get someone to replace?
0: Yeah, just uh, get locked up and uh, sneak a phone in your butt, and we'll record the old-fashioned way.
1: Well, I mean, we've always recorded the podcast with two tin cans connected by a <laughs> string, so it probably won't
0: affect our process that much, will it? No, I'm pretty sure they have all that technology in jail now. Great. And heroin, so... Great. So it's really
1: glad to hear that you're doing well today. I'm glad to have you on the show. It's... it's Truly inspiring how willing to go the extra mile for this program you are.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I made a commitment to be here, and come hell or high water, I will be here. Yes. Uh, speaking of, of, of high water, um, I'm drowning in excitement because Zach <laughs> oh. has, has something exciting going on today. How are you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great,
1: and whenever you see my name, I'm drowning in something. <laughs> whenever you say my name. Whenever you look at my name on a page, and also whenever you say it, I'm just soaked. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well today. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You make it sound like I found out I'm pregnant or something, but I'm in a musical <laughs> that opens tonight. Ha-cha-cha, cha, ha, Broadway cha, cha. baby. Um, and by the time this podcast comes out, it'll have already been completely over. Looks like there's two actors in this family now. <laughs> um, yeah, except you're not an actor, and I'm quoting Arrested Development like you. Lindsay's like, yeah, but you've never actually gotten a job. <laughs> and a- you've never actually acted. Well. <laughs> Maybe that's what we could do for what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really fun. Mm-hmm. But that we would almost have to do like this. Yeah, we would. So maybe not yet. Um what were we, Yeah, I'm in a musical, The 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. It's a really really funny show where adults play kids in a spelling bee and it's got kind of some raunchy humor like the kind of standout song in the production. This isn't my character, but it's one of the best songs in the show. The person the kid who won the spelling bee last year is like this boy scout type. And he gets distracted by how cute my character's sister is in the audience. So he's, like, flustered and, like, has a boner and is, like, hiding That's it. Hilarious. And he goes up to spell and he's distracted by the boner. And he's, like, the, the champion from last year, so everyone thinks he's going to win. And he's distracted by the boner and he gets his word wrong. And... So he's That's out. Hilarious. Yeah. And he's the first kid out, and they make the first kid who gets eliminated sell candy like during oh the rest my of God. the show. So <laughs> the beginning of the second act is him being like really frustrated and annoyed and throwing candy at the audience and stuff, and he sings this show stopping number called My Unfortunate Erection.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah,
1: it's like one of the funniest shows of all time. The only thing I know about the show is is your character's name and what he, that he wears a cape? My character is like a homeschooled kid that like, I don't know if he's exactly autistic, but he's he's different from the other children. And he Mm -hmm. wears a cape and he makes all of his own clothes and he wears a helmet sometimes. And uh, he is only there because he came in third for his like county. But the first two people had to go to a bat mitzvah, so he got to do it, and he doesn't know how to spell any of the words, but when he gets up to the mic and it's time for him to spell and the pressure's on, he, like, looks in one direction and goes into this trance and, like, <laughs> yelled, like, has this, like, like, possessed, like, yell and gets it right every time. And then he's like, I don't know what just happened. It's, it's seriously so much fun. That sounds hilarious. It's super fun. And I, I go on about it because by the time this comes out, we'll have mm-hmm. already done it. But I go on about it because look up that show. I'm sure you can find a production of it online. Uh, there's audience members that come on stage and have to spell as part of the spelling bee. And that's really funny. You should look it up and watch a production of it because it's so fun.
0: Yeah, I know that you had said on uh, that it wasn't being like live streamed, but it's mm-hmm. probably time to be recorded. Is that against the rules? Actually, I'm going to attempt to
1: have it recorded personally. Okay. Uh, And I, as of right now, it will just be like a static shot of the entire stage. Mm -hmm. So it won't be the best way to see it. But I'm going to see if there's any wiggle room with that. And if they'd be willing to have one night I record it like that. Or have someone record it like that. And the second one have someone maybe have a row of the audience to uh, take like Move closer through. up shots, yeah. and I can cut from the static shot to like closer up shots. That would be amazing. So w- regardless, if I do that, and I'm the one who's putting it together, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Maybe I'll even
0: post a little clip of uh, Baby Boy for the Patreon. That would be amazing. Okay, now that, guys, if, if you weren't excited about the Patreon before, that should be enough to get you guys in here to see it. Tiny Boy, Baby Boy. We love him, Zach singing his little heart out and spelling words to the best he can.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure the full musical won't be allowed to be out for anyone to see it, but maybe mm-hmm. we could arrange some type of like live stream Patreon thing or like us reacting to it or something. That could be fun. Yeah. Anyway, before we move on to this great episode of community, that was just a bunch of shameless self promotion. But mm-hmm. I love talking to you, man. We yeah. We haven't talked really since the last show and this is one of those times where the distance was felt, and it's nice to yeah, be totally. back doing this again. So we're going to dive into community, but first, we're going to dive into some money with an ad break. <music> Quick alternate universe Steven, we only have a minute to get out the information about our exclusive Patreon-only pre-podcast, You Can't disappreciate Show, before normal timeline Zach and Steven take back over. Okay,
0: quick alternate Zach. I will. I, I will do this. Okay, so so guys, do you want to hang out with us live and in person in an alternate or non-alternate universe? You decide. Uh, come do it. You can't do a pre-show. Sometimes we talk about nothing. Sometimes we talk about everything. We play games. We have guests. We answer your questions. We answer our questions. It gets it gets it gets real down and dirty, but also squeaky clean. Alternate Steven, are you saying that current
1: universe podcast listeners can hang out? With Current Universe Zack and Steven
0: live before they record the podcast every week? Every week? Do they? I mean, if they want to have any burning questions to ask Current Universe Zack and Steven, like before they record about an episode, they can literally do it right there. And you're saying that they play interactive games and have guests on frequently? Almost every time they're doing something zany. You know, they play games with the audience, with each other, with themselves. And you're saying that I can, uh, view this live every week for free? Well, there's the catch. You gotta slide him a little bit of dough, and you know where you can do that? I'm starting to dissipate
1: into nothingness, alternate universe Steven. We must soon return to our universe. Tell me quickly, where can I see this quality program?
0: You can go right over to patreon.com slash
1: podcasts. And join the crew! And you can become a patron of any tier and access
0: this? Oh yeah, you can! There's so many great rewards! Don't miss out! You better do it, us. We're fading away! Money, money, money! (sighs) Ooh, I held my breath that whole time. Scrooge
1: McDuck uh, wiping coins off of me as I stand. I'm covered in
0: bruises. (laughs) But those were there before the money bath. Well. And, I, and I'm really sorry about them, by the way. It's okay. You know, just like I said, nowhere that my mom can see. <laughs> oh, a, I meant to
1: 10 seconds ago put a Steven's mom warning. Here, I'll put Whoops. it now. I'll put it here. We are
2: so sorry. There you go. <laughs>
1: All right. So let's talk about community. Ovids uncontrollable Christmas, right? Yeah. Right? Let's start with some trivia. Act trivia. What's the flavor of the week? Uh, this week's flavor is rum. Non-alcoholic, but if you let it go, and we we've done the science, if you let it go about six and a half weeks past expiration date, you'll feel something. Oh, and you'll get and s- up I for sure. Can also uh, please, please, no later
0: than that than that, because I've never been the same. I literally cannot sit down. I'm physically <laughs> incapable after eating seven week old rum flavored Activia. <laughs> uh actrivia. but Ac- I, not Activia is not a sponsor actrivia is actrivia, the is the ruler yeah, I I'm, I'm hovering over my chair by. like a hemorrhoidal fat bastard at the moment you know ever since
1: uh having that extra expired rum flavored actrivia I have been able to see into four separate realms which <laughs> is which is cool but I wish I could control it sometimes it's really terrifying and I'm trying to you know like take a
0: bath. I have this weird thing where every day at like 7 p.m. mountain time, I turn into <laughs> a pirate. And I, and not in like the way, like, oh, I talk like a pirate. Like, no, I become a pirate, Zach. Ship and all. Is it like a. <laughs>
1: Is it like a werewolf situation where it's like you can't – It is.
0: We're getting real weird today and, already, and, and I love it. Well, and the problem is it's not like a Pirate of the Caribbean pirate. Yeah. Like I'm not Jack Sparrow. No, I'm the guy that took Tom Cruise hostage in Somalia. Like, that's who I turned into Oh, so up. you're a modern-day pirate. Yeah, I'm the captain now, yeah. Oh. My eyes get all big, and I get sweaty. How long does it last?
2: Uh,
1: about two and a half hours. And do you wake up like in the middle of an ocean? We're not near an ocean. That's the, that's the scary part, Zach. I sure do. <laughs> 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 and somehow in between all this you've managed to have a really all and uh now you're imprisoned for it.
0: All that and more, thanks to Actrivia Rum. Let's, yoga. Di-
1: let's dive right into it. I don't know if I've if I've beat a record or not, but I have maybe a record breaking number of trivia questions this week. Let's hear it. Do you? Do you have a
0: bunch? I have four. I have six. Whoa, go up then, Papa Smurf. I'll give you two,
1: because that's what we did last time. Yeah. Okay.
0: As a modern Christian,
1: what has Shirley learned to be sensitive to? Other people's religions. No. Other it's people's what? It's line. What's she uh, say? It's other cultures' jealousies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And according to Abed, there's not much point in being animated unless you... Move around a bunch. There you go. There's one. Now mm-hmm. your turn. Um, what is the atmosphere
0: on Planet Abed made up of?
1: Oh my god. I think we even talked about this when we did the Christmas podcast, we if I'm did. being honest. Is it like
0: food items? It's it's a he just names one and it's a it's and it's a percentage amount of that. Yeah, I'm item. not gonna
1: fish anymore. I don't think I can pull it out. What is it, buddy? Seven
0: percent cinnamon. Is that all
1: that they say? Yeah. Like seven okay. Uh,
0: When first entering Christmas space, what planets did they pass? Uh, Planet Holly and Planet Jolly. Good job. Thank you. Um, What painting was on the wall during Duncan's 10th Christmas? Of a farm? Close. It was an oil painting of a forest. I'm sorry. It's
1: okay. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What does Duncan use to eject Shirley from Planet Ovid? Uh, That would be a... Christmas pterodactyl. What type of Christmas pterodactyl? Oh. It's a. Huh huh. Christmas pterodactyl. It's not remote control. It is remote uh, control. It is remote control. Remote control. Christmas yeah. pterodactyl. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was pushed out your remote control.
0: Yeah, I believe. Okay. Um, what type of course is Annie taking next semester that she wants to, you know, get a jump start on the homework for?
1: Uh, she's taking a relaxation course and she wants to use all of her free time to <laughs> do all the reading ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny little joke. Uh, to liken back to your uh, question about Duncan's memory, what book mm-hmm. series is Duncan reading? Oh, Paddington! Paddington Bear is so cute. I yeah. love Paddington. I've Have you heard watched the live action. Uh, there's two of them, and I've heard that the movies are like absolute. Like even the most hardened film critic will say that those are like the best movies. I only saw the first one, and, and it I, was fantastic. I've heard that the second one is even more so. And wow. I, I, I people like. Like, I kid you not, the way people, like, gush over those movies. I would and give the first one a strong A. I've never seen them, and it's hard for me to see that, even though I liked Paddington as a kid and the
0: books mm-hmm. were super cute and stuff. So maybe that's something we should visit. At a I time. would happily watch Paddington with you. I'll sure. cry the whole time. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, this one, um then I have a fun fact about this afterwards, but what okay. does Abed's mother say to Wash in her letter to him? His... Oh man, it, I, it's it's like boo something, boo... You're really close. Switch the first letter. Then no, what? It's a dupa. Dupa, which is, okay. Which is like Polish slang for your
1: butt. I figured it was a butt is what they were mm-hmm. talking about. I got butt vibes. My last question for you, who does Troy suggest taught Duncan therapy? <laughs> Michael Jackson's dad. Yes. Yeah, that was really f- funny. So go on out and get yourself some rum flavored act trivia. Uh, you can find it in, and uh, in, this is news. This is earth shattering for the brand. You can now find them in three U.S. grocery stores.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna tell you which ones. Keep That's looking, up to guys. You. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace your inner pirate and search for that booty. And you don't search for this, that dupa. This
1: is also, uh, you know, earth shattering. Something new that you don't. Ha- we don't have a promo code with them, but if you find them, you're allowed to just open it up and eat it with your bare hands in the grocery store. They'll know. They know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, really make face. a mess
1: with it. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move uh, like six steps away from that and go through some listener questions. What do we
0: have this week? Let's see. I didn't get a notification, so I have to actually click things myself. Oh, did, it, did you get all three? Nice. I did get all three. It just didn't notify me because the Gmail app is a bitch.
1: Well, now my mojo is all out of whack. You threw off my groove. we got to start
0: over. You threw off my groove! Um I love the Emperor's New Groove, by the way. Yeah, it's a it's an S tier Disney film. It and holds it, it up extremely accepted well. Accepted as such, just like Lilo mm-hmm. and Stitch. Uh, uh. My favorite part of Lilo and Stitch is when Lilo beats that bitch's ass. She had it coming <sighs> yeah. She really w womps on her. Um Yeah. 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 Okay, uh our first email is from <laughs> Lil. Uh they say Hello, boys. My only hey. question is, why does Claymation Jeff look like that? Thank you. Fair enough, I guess. Is it the forehead? Is that the problem? Or is it the lips
1: for you? Well, they all, kind of, they all kind of have the lips like that. Mm-hmm. So I, th- is it the I think it's the forehead. And Joel McHale does have a large forehead. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like the proportion of
0: head to body. Yeah, I didn't think it was exceptionally bad. I think the worst-looking one is regular Claymation Annie. Well, okay, so, like,
1: this is a fun fact. And on the commentary, they kind of talked like they didn't really even know that it was rumor, if it was true or not. Yeah. But apparently, Joel McHale saw his character in the puppet form and thought... Why did, is my forehead that big? Is that what I look like? Is that what people see me like? So I guess in a handful of episodes or whatever, there's an episode where Jeff's hair looks different. Uh-huh. And people were like, why does Jeff's hair look like that? And I think Joel had them do his hair differently to try to make his to forehead look smaller. Forehead. And then oh. after this, they kind of wrote it into his
0: character where he's, he's like self-conscious about it. That's really funny. Yeah. Joel McHale, you're a very handsome celebrity. Your forehead's fine. It, it it could be touched up, well, it could be touched up. I, I'm just kidding. You know,
1: nothing he looks great. Fix. I love the man.
0: Um, friend next... of the show, true friend, friend of the show. Yeah, actual friend, multiple time yeah. guest. Our I don't only think, repeat guest. I don't think he knows
1: what it is, let alone that he's been on it twice. But I don't care.
0: Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Big friend. Um, our next one is from our dad. Oh, that was it. That was it. That was literally it. Great work. Uh, thanks, Lil. Um, our dad says, "Hey guys, this one's to both of us this time." Okay. You're out of the dog. You're out of the doghouse, I guess. All right. This is one of the most iconic of episodes with the weirdest backstory. An exec hmm. made a passing comment about yeah. they should do an animated episode, so they just jumped on it. Wow. And it was finished the day before it aired. Wow. Yeah, you know what? They did say on the commentary that there was a new network exec.
1: And some he and everyone was that's like a nerve-wracking thing for like shows Mm -hmm. that are on because a lot of times they'll scrap a bunch of shows they'll and do what they want to do and I guess he came up to them and was like, "Your show reminds me of Family Guy. (laughs) You should do an animated episode." (gasps) What? And they were like, "Okay," and so
0: they (laughs) took that and ran with it, and we ended up with this. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, my MVP. Is Drew Hodges the sole Emmy winner for community for his win in an individual achievement in animation and costumes for a variety music program for a special in 2011? It's
1: criminally uh, a shame that not criminally I guess I guess no laws no. were broken but it's well, a, it's a, an, a, well not well Stevens broken several
0: laws today. <laughs> How's that yep. bathroom situation? Did you get yourself some food? Um, that's why I'm in here, Zach. I really wanted to do this from the back of the cop car, but yeah. that Waffle House just ran through me like a Jamaican <laughs> in a bobsled race. Okay, so
1: before you said, I just need a two and a half hour phone call at the Waffle House, you and the cop sat down for food. Did you eat with them?
0: Uh, yeah, we actually, we, we had a lovely meal, some really honest <laughs> discussion. Um, well, that's what I
1: was going to ask. Was it jovial? What was the conversation? You know, it's like race relations.
0: And well, so here's the thing. Um, it was that an that is, Asian cop a and a Filipino right cop. Oh, great. And yeah, and by Asian, I of course mean North Korean. <laughs> so we had a very interesting conversation. Uh, their new partners, the North Korean cop has been on the job oh for about God. three days, and the Filipino cop, this is his very first day. So that's why they're allowing this to happen because they literally do not know better. Um, they're fresh out of the academy, but not like police academy. Um, like Wizard 101, they really played it a lot, and they finally oh graduated. Oh god! So they're not great at their job, I'll tell you that much. Um. And, and there's like great dinner.
1: I, I, I got to go do this phone call, and now they're like, "We'll start shooting if you don't get out of there." Like yeah. <laughs> You
0: thought you built up a polite. rapport. Do you feel like uh, do you feel betrayed by them? Well, they haven't knocked in a few minutes so that's
1: true we're going on 25 minutes and you know we're taking we're for being (laughs) kind of on the wire to do this episode we're taking a real leisurely stroll through yeah we are
0: well (laughs) it's even better because like i think they're in the stalls next to me oh uh just taking turns taking turns doing what We'll find out later in the show. Join the Patreon, and we'll get the unfiltered, unedited, uncensored video of this Waffle House excursion. I'm going to want... I shouldn't after this conversation, but I'm going to want Waffle House. <laughs> oh, certainly. Soon. And mm-hmm.
1: I feel like Waffle House, even getting carry out, is not the place to be going in a global pandemic. <laughs> I don't okay, think Waffle okay, House is okay, the place to be going anymore. Anyway. Stop. It's done. We have a thing to do. We're here yeah. to
0: do a show. Our dad wrote us a letter. Yeah. Um, in the final shot... It's trivia time. In the final shot of the TV screen's reflection... Which is Pierce, horrifying, by the way. Pierce is wearing what color socks? He wasn't supposed to be wearing socks to match the animation. You know, I'm going to guess I saw
1: a picture of mm-hmm. the cast in that pose. And I remember the color Pierce's socks were in that. If there was a director or someone on the set with them, it's possible it's not the same shot. So I'm going to guess what I saw. Not confident in it.
0: I saw red. I'm going to guess okay. red. Okay. Um, I have no idea, so I'll, I'll roll with that. <laughs> uh, for what joke would Troy not tarnish the high five with Pierce? Uh, that was Pierce saying, uh, oh, is that Arabic for whatever? Uh, for not. Not going to. I don't know.
1: No, no. Oh. It wasn't a very good joke. I don't know. I remember, but I don't. Yeah, sorry. Is that yeah.
0: it? Uh No, he's got two. One more. What did Abed say? Why did Abed say it was okay to walk through Carroll Canyon? Uh, cause uh, the songs cause were licensing. Yeah, uh, they were royalty Public domain. Public domain. That's what it is. Um, red. Just red. Sorry, it's a tick now. Uh, the answers should be easy to spot. Now you are looking for them. <laughs> Uh, so oh, I did them. Have a great week. And I
1: didn't shout out our father at the beginning of this episode. And it's important that we give them a shout out every week because, mm-hmm. dude, sharing our episodes from day one, sight unseen, as they do for every community podcast, has literally given us what we are at. We're well, still growing, I'm but I'm happy with the audience we have. And it's because of him.
0: Yeah, and I'm assuming that the reason Charlie Kuntz saw our, our last episode tweet because he doesn't follow us, and we didn't tag him in it. had to be because he saw it retweeted from communities, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's cool. That was really cool. That was a cool interaction. And unexpected, because he's not
1: in that episode, he, he just decided to be like, oh, that's cool. I like that episode. I'll respond. Super cool.
0: Yeah, really awesome. Awesome. Um, and this is from Communis. And he says, Matt, not their father, just like my real dad. We'll, uh, when we get to the series
1: finale, we'll, we'll have a real dramatic DNA test and... And we'll we'll find we'll find We'll get bring the on Maury Povich. Yeah.
0: Maury's gonna be like, You guys are grown men. He's what probably on cameo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh all right, we have one more email. Okay. It's from Danny, one of our top level patrons. Hi Danny. Hi. Um hey Zach and Steven. Yo. I had so much fun talking to you guys during the pre-show last week. Yeah, she was on. Can't dis a pre-show. And you can and it go back and listen to it or watch it at patreon.com. Yeah, we so talked about the SpongeBob movie podcast. and Scrubs and community. community. It was great.
1: Super fun. It was one of the first pre-shows that we really extensively talked about Community. So that was fun. yeah. Was and fun. the one we did today was super fun too. Worth listening yeah. to. Go check Two in, it out. in a row.
0: Gold stars for us. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this episode. I've gone back and forth from this one and the regional holiday music being my favorite, understandable, Solid. but at this moment, I can say this one is on top,
1: yeah, okay.
0: It's so relatable to me in many ways. There's a few lines that touch my heart extra hard, and anything that can make me as emotional as this episode is an absolute favorite of mine. Sure. Her funniest moment has to be when Abed is singing sad quick Christmas song because Uh. she just can't imagine what Abed was doing in real life to Chang. Uh. (laughs) And also just how awkward Annie is walking throughout the episode. Really freaking funny. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, As someone who has danced in point shoes for years and years, I can relate. MVP goes to Troy because he is Mm. the sweetest in the world and his with you to the end man always gets me every time. I almost cried just reading that because I cried in the episode when he says it too. That's a good Um, one. Okay, question time. Finish the lyrics. Blank years from now they'll say the most successful Christmas was today. 20, is it 2,000 or 20,000? I want to say 20,000. Okay, I think we'll so too. See, we'll, we'll see, but mm-hmm. I was
1: singing it in my head, and that's, that's, that's
0: closer to what I think it is in my head. Yeah. Um, what are the figures in Duncan's Christmas Wizard's robe? The figures in Duncan's Christmas I have no stars? idea. Are they a little stars? I have no idea. Yeah, no clue. Um, <laughs> what's the path to get to the Cave of Frozen Memories? So it's the gumdrop road or path, whatever it is, okay. and then the uh, whatever the canyon, the flower one, okay. and then the Cave of Frozen Memories. Sure. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, Glad you did it. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who takes the menorah uh-huh. from the Holiday Zone at the end? That's Shirley. Aw, yeah, it's really ah, cute. Is yeah. it cute? Okay, okay. Yeah, because uh, they all grab the tree, and then Shirley goes back to get the menorah, and it's okay. really nice. nice. Um, P.S., sorry for the long email. No. P.S., to everyone listening who hasn't yet, go support Steven and Zach on Patreon. They're the best. Much Do love, it. Danny. Well, thanks, Danny. That was so nice. Um, yeah, we we did okay. She had said that her questions were not quite as hard this week, and I didn't believe her. And we got at least one for two. So that's right?
1: that so that means that they were insanely easy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Danny. Never apologize for a long email. Yeah. I love long We apologize emails. for I don't know where this episode's going. I, I I'm I'm enjoying the ride, so we apologize I am for any excursions. I think it's time to move on. Let's talk very quickly about our favorite was that the end? That was the last That was email, the right? end. The, let's talk about our favorite funny moments of the episode it's not a laugh riot of the episode or mm-hmm.
0: a, it's not a laugh riot of an episode but there are some really funny moments so what's yours uh so i have a favorite moment and a funny moment my okay. favorite moment is when troy said with you to the end, man always uh i get really emotional with that for some reason i don't know why but just nice. like how troy supports him like that literally makes me cry every time i watch this episode uh, but really really good and then my funniest moment was when Troy is when Duncan's like shaking out and He's like who taught you therapy man Michael Jackson's dead. That's such a funny line. That is cracks a me line. the hell
1: up For me. It's a small moment kind of like it was with Jeff's moment last time mm-hmm. I really like when uh, they get to the therapies or Abed comes into the therapy session and Pierce says surprise and they're like, <laughs> you Said you weren't gonna say that and
0: He goes, surprise <laughs> Pierce also has one of my favorite – one of the hardest laughs that I get in this one is when um, he's like, anyone that's not here for Abed is not, does not need to stay here. And Pierce goes, cookies. <laughs> Pierce <laughs> honestly has a good episode.
1: Yeah, he does. Because he, he gets one of the nicer moments of the episode too. A, a lot of the characters get a nice episode. Yeah. And I've said several different times, several places that this isn't one of my favorite Christmas episodes. Honestly, of the th- – Non gas leak seasons, it's probably the last below mm-hmm. the other uh from seasons Two. one and three. But I, it's not that I don't love this episode and that I don't see what it's doing and how well it connects what's happening versus what's really happening. Yeah, it's it just has never really made me emotional, and mm-hmm. and and stuff like this can very much make me emotional. And yeah. I, I, I just feel like I there's a wall for some reason that I've never been able to burst through, and, and mm. I got a little bit closer this time revisiting the episode, but there, there's still a little bit of it, and I don't know why. Because I know that you love this episode. Is I it, do. Is it your highest ranking episode we've
0: watched so far, or
1: is it Epidemiology?
0: I like Epidemiology a little bit better because sure. Epidemiology is so funny, but in sure. terms of like what I think the best episode of this show is, this is right up there. I haven't ranked it yet in my list.
1: I'm going to have to think a little bit harder about where it fits because, well, okay, we'll, we're talk- we'll get to it we'll- in just a second. Mm-hmm. Let's, move on to our, uh, let's move on to Argentina's number five segment on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to all rally together. We're going to root our boy on and find out, <sighs> did Steven watch the episode this week?
0: I'm not extremely confident in this one. There's a lot to unpack yeah, I'm 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 nervous for you. But history has proven yourself. But don't mm-hmm. be confident because it's hard. Yeah, so I am not not confident.
1: Yeah, I'm going to set up my timer. Give me just okay. one moment. Do yeah, some heavy a breathing.
0: Water.
2: <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm dynamically
0: you designed.
1: <laughs> and you you the pressure is really on this time because you're not only on a race against this clock, you might get shot
0: for doing this podcast yeah. this week. Yeah, if I start talking too fast, they might get nervous about what I'm doing in here. No, I promise I'm fine, I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you
1: guys were able to have a, a thoughtful conversation over Waffle House, because in most, of,
0: in most situations, you would have been dead hours ago. I'm oh, just- yeah. If I didn't get this specific ethnic blend of police officer, I would be a goner. And by the point that they will shoot you, it mm-hmm. will have been deserved, right? Or
2: should we oh. start
1: a social media movement? Oh uh, no, I probably pretty much had this one coming. <laughs> but the podcast must go on. Okay. It must. I'm ready. Are you ready? The timer's ready. The pressure's on. The the guns are at the door. hmm On go.
0: Three, two, one, go. It's Christmas time and everyone's claymation, but Abed had a psychological break and they're like, What's wrong, Abed? He's like, Nothing at all. Christmas is great. So they go to the magic Christmas land. They do on this whole journey, but no one can stay if they don't support Abed. So Shirley's gone. Then Jeff's gone because he's an ass. Then there's the rest of the group. Then they find out, Oh my God, because they're on the train. Something's up with Abed after he finds out because Britta's gone now. Um, Abed's mom was supposed to come. She didn't come because she's a new family. Oh my God, it's so sad, but everyone still loves him. We love you, Abed. We're here for you forever. So
1: here's the problem. That was pretty good. You know, you didn't mention at all the therapy session or the Christmas? that movie? they were stop motion
0: anime i said they were claymation that's one of the first things i said no check don't the tape i think so
1: check the tape that's one of the first well, things i can't I said. check the tape right now but i will i will yeah i, will. I promise i said that Throw something in to either make me look stupid or make
2: you look successful.
1: Because what I picked up on was that you said something's up with Abed. They asked him what was wrong, and he said nothing's wrong. I didn't hear the claymation. If that's so, I
2: started.
0: I said it's Christmas time, and everybody's claymated. Okay. Then I will. Okay, if you got that, Mm -hmm. I will give you
1: a B plus. I'll give you an A minus. Okay. Because I was impressed
0: with how much you fit in there. I was too. I didn't think I'd get all that in there, but I, I just landed the playing with obvious Mom. And I'm in. kind of on your side with this, clearly. If by chance
1: I am right in mm-hmm. my accusation, I will retroactively change that. But So good job
0: for not being sure of yourself. Thank you. I, think if I If I did leave that out, it's a hard C-. And I
1: kind of, let's get into the episode now. I kind of said my spiel a little bit about what mm-hmm. I what I feel about the episode, and we'll talk more as we go through it, but I want to hear more from you other than that Troy moment, or if you want to talk about that, whatever. What, yeah. what is it about this episode
0: that resonates with you so much, The that, that, that's special to you? I think not just the fact that it's very real for Abed to be in denial about family changes, you know, things going on and clinging on to, like, happy memories of stuff. That's very definitely something I can identify with, like, oh, well, this is great. It's going to be great. I can't wait for this to happen. You know, when things are out of your control, you try and... And I think this is just human nature. A lot of times when things in your life are spiraling in one area, you try and grab extra control over another one. Absolutely. And even of from course. the beginning where Abed's like, what, everyone, what's everyone doing over Christmas break? And they're all doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They're all going other places. They're doing things. And Abed's like, oh, oh okay. You know, like, yeah. all right. You know, um... He may have even that may have been an opportunity that he would have told them what was going on if they were going to be around, you know. But he's like, okay, they're all doing their own thing, so I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm Abed. It's great. And he, Abed, a lot of this time, you know, the whole thing. Is he views the world as like a TV show, but this is not even that. He's he's had to escape to such a safe place because the one constant part of his family that he loved, that even though it's not his, you know, religion necessarily or things like that, you know, Abed does love his mom. And, you know, we have the stuff that with his dad early on in the show where they talk about the relationship with his mother and how yeah. he feels like maybe he drove her away or the dad yeah. drove her away and there's resentment there on both sides. This was the time of year that he got to see his mom and that his mom showed love for him. And so I think him coming to terms with that at the end and kind of realizing that, you know, the family that he has is, is enough and that they do love him and that he can still, you know, be okay – it's really, like, it's really touching. And I think the way especially that Troy, throughout this whole episode, I mean, Troy knows that they're not animated. Troy knows that Abed is going through something, but and instead of making Abed I feel think, crazy. I think Abed knows too. Yeah, he absolutely does. That's why he even says, like, to Duncan, he's like, you know, I'll throw you a bone because you are trying to help right now. Yeah, you know, because, we'll play. I'll play yeah, along. Yeah,
1: because Abed's, well, I don't know. There, he's definitely having a... Uh, a struggle of keeping grasp on some realities whether it's sp- like literally that he sees things as a cartoon or, or mm-hmm. figuratively with the way he's struggling with his family and the way that nothing's really happening with his like uh his uh created family with the study yeah. group. I think he knows, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It,
0: it it's fun to dissect. Keep finish yeah. your thought. He does and I and I love the way that you know Troy at no point does he say to Abed like hey get it together like anything like that. Yeah. He's like I'm with you you know, through this. Like, I will be here every step of the way until you're okay. Yeah. And I think that Annie, the, Annie's the same way for the most part. Annie is, is right there with him too because she has had just as many, you know, rough holidays and has felt alienated the sure. same way a lot of the time. And she kind of gets it to, like, the whole... I mean, it, just in the last episode, Annie created a whole fake persona to escape her reality. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she definitely can identify with that too. And even, you know, I think that... Jeff is, is Jeff in this episode, which he would be, because Jeff's <laughs> like, I'm very clearly not claymated. But I don't think yeah. Jeff is ever mean in this episode. He just and wants to go And even at the end of it, he gets to the point where he is playing along, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the only person that really acts like an ass is Shirley when she's first claymated. But That's because she didn't want to be a baby, which I it's fine. But <laughs> yeah. I like Pearson's episode, too. I don't know. I think everything in this episode, with the exception of a majority of the opening theme song, works for me. You don't like it? I don't love it. I don't okay, know. Okay,
1: l- then let's dive into the episode. Let's, start yeah, going let's through jump it. in. We're whopping near forty-five minutes into today's podcast, yeah, and I think are. it's great. I think mm-hmm. uh, we we've tapped into something. Yeah, we, I, I'm excited to follow your crime storylines as it goes along. We're going to have some type of uh, what is it? A white Bronco? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was a white Ford Bronco. We're going to have a white chase. Bronco speed slow speed chase mm-hmm. uh, near the. I don't know. Are there a lot of Waffle Houses in Chicago, or are you
0: outside of Chicago? Um, I'm in Chicago uh, still. (laughs) There's one. Uh, It's on the south side. Okay, so the episode starts off, and it's great that, you know, it's really hard to
1: do – I guess to already sidestep, I remember when this episode first aired, I wasn't watching Community, but I was watching something else that was on along mm-hmm. with it, and I saw that Community was doing a animated episode, and I thought it was such a cool idea. Yeah. I don't think I tuned in for it, but I remember thinking, man, I wish I was into that show. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got to watching the episode, I think I was like, yeah, that was cool. I wish I had been into that show at the time. Yeah, And it's hard to do an episode like this and have any grip on normality at Mm -hmm. all because it's so... Violently different than anything we've ever seen. But that being said, I think they do about as good of a job as they could with the opening scene. Yeah, they set the tone pretty well. Yeah, that starts with the dean giving a speech on a boombox, and and something that is is so Greendale that I could picture it in live action. That it feels a little bit like some of the scene is really how it's supposed to happen. You know. Yeah. Uh, the the. Uh, Designated holiday zones <laughs> where you're allowed to celebrate and the one that has a Christmas tree and a menorah and there's two people standing inside of it it's, it's a really it funny so visual and they look so sad <laughs> that would have been a super funny visual if it had been in the live action cafeteria but that it's animated just brings a whole another level to I hate yeah. that, I hate when people say a whole another and I just did mm. uh, but it brings a whole other a whole uh,
2: new level
1: it brings it up it's really funny and Ovid's walking to the cafeteria table where the study group has assembled uh we don't get a lot of it but i like getting to see animated pierce in a wheelchair <laughs> with the tube with mouth. the tube yeah very funny and Abed is uh i don't know he is really excited about christmas this year he says happy christmas and or whatever and surely immediately shows that it's a different Shirley than Last Christmas, isn't
2: mm-hmm.
1: it? What do you think of Shirley in this episode?
0: I One of my favorite things in Shirley's character that they kind of backtrack on in the third Christmas episode, but I like when Shirley actually grows as a character. I don't know if I agree with you. You don't think so in the third one? She kinda, I mean, she
1: sings the song about Jesus and how she can't, like... Not sing about God to the kids because she's, like, framed to feel like they're being kept the truth, mm-hmm. you know? But, but I guess I she isn't inherently mean in that does she, uh, she doesn't have a holier-than-thou with, like, her friends, and I, it, she That's just falls good into a trap. That's I don't true. know if it – it doesn't do anything nice with it like they do here,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I don't know if I agree that it digresses.
0: Yeah, I guess I was just thinking about that song, but, yeah, it doesn't really do anything bad. You're right, Zach. You're right, Zach. You win. I know. Points to I, you. I know. Gold star on your Thank ass. You. There you go. Thank you. Smack. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh.
1: You. Give you a little pat on I the bottom. I think I heard the cops clapping for me a little bit too. Yeah,
0: that's what that was. Can they hear me? Uh, a little bit. God. F- you pigs. Ooh. They. Uh. They said we get it. <laughs> <laughs> they said we're just doing this till our pole dancing career takes off. Uh. They're trying to get big on TikTok. Um. <laughs> 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 They're uh, at sexy Asian cops. Um, they're Christmas, not cute, everyone. by the way. Um, uh, happy holidays to you all. <laughs> uh, uh, so, the first thing that Shirley says.
1: Oh, my God. The first thing that Shirley says when Abed brings up Christmas is that we'll, like, oh, well, I'm accepting of everything. It's not just Christmas. But Abed was kind of pushing for someone to be like, yeah, Christmas, really excited. Because yeah. he's excited for it. And Shirley even is like, no, it's whatever you want it to be. Because that was kind of the moral of last season. And, mm-hmm. uh,. Aved doesn't really like that. He's a little bit disappointed by that. Uh, he asks what we're doing this year, and everyone has other plans. Annie has the funny line that we talked about, a relaxation course, that she's going to mm-hmm. read a bunch to get ready for it. Super Annie. Let's look at Jeff for a second. What is it? What's the problem? It's I the think eyebrows. it is. Is it the eyes or the It's the eyebrows. Forehead. It's the forehead. But it, and his
0: lips and chin are a little weird.
1: It's not terrible. My
0: biggest issue, because I was actually trying to take, you know, I've been like watching a lot of anime clearly and like a lot of different types of animation and anime and been trying to really like, I've learned a lot about the animation Appreciate process it. and all that stuff. Yeah. My biggest qualm with the claymation in this episode, not even the movement, because that's fine. I hate the under eyelids. I hate that. Not a fan. Like an Annie where it's like just like the under Interesting. lid. Not Interesting. a fan of that. Creeps Interesting. Me
1: out. You know, I think the animation's fine. Yeah. Jeff doesn't look do exactly job like Jeff, but none of them look show. exactly like their counterpart except for a couple. Mm-hmm. I think Pierce looks pretty close. Pierce looks good. Troy looks fine. Yeah, Troy looks fine. But even Abed looks a little weird. Like, the mm-hmm. Dean looked a little weird. Annie yeah. looks a little weird. Britta looks okay. Anyway, uh, the, everyone has other plans, and Abed's disappointed by this because he doesn't have any other plans, and he was hoping to have an adventure with his friends. And this is the line that, well, it leads up to the line with Pierce that we couldn't figure Mm -hmm. out the word that he said. Pierce is being Pierce and says, well, you're a Muslim, don't you write angry letters to TV Guide? Which isn't a reference that I pick up. I bet that's a specific reference to something.
0: Yeah, I guess. I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Is it because they're mad that they're showing all the... I don't know. But uh,
1: Abed says, you know, yeah, well, traditionally I'm Muslim and that's my religion, but I've always been a fan of Christmas, which I feel
0: like... Probably is common, right? It's Especially pretty true. My dad was Muslim, Muslim but like the, his family still celebrated Christmas for like for the kids. They just Did didn't he, do the whole Jesus part of it. Sorry if this is a bigoted question. Did yeah. he grow up in America? No. Because I was going to say,
1: I feel like for Muslims, you know, like... Whatever generation the kids are, like, if the kids are growing up
0: young and in America and, like, yeah, in schools, I'm sure Christmas. they
1: would admire Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't know outside of the U.S.
0: Yeah, no, they still did it there, like, because, you know, the kids want presents and stuff, so even though they practiced Islam, they still were like, you know, it's Christmas presents, all that shit. It's an
1: excuse to have a warm time with family. Yeah, There's a totally. line that's kind of about that later in the episode that mm-hmm. I really like that we'll get to. And So Abed's always been a fan of Christmas, and he says this is the most important Christmas of all time, because he really needs it to be something special, because we'll find out much later. But his life is changing, and mm-hmm. he's having trouble with it. And this is when he mentions for the first time that they're all stop motion animated. And everyone's reaction was pretty <laughs> funny and honestly the stare followed by jeff going i vote we let it go yeah it it feels like a very study group moment like i can see visualize it in live action
0: as well yeah especially the beginning of this episode really all the way up until i mean they go into the christmas world all of this i could like i can very well see happening with the group the way they they, their their mannerisms are all done really well like i said the animation is, is really good especially for a not animated show so you can tell like the guy they brought in really did a good job directing this yeah i like pierce
1: is just being Pierce, but i like you know surely after he says they're stop motion animated says i don't understand pierce says i never understand what any of you are saying <laughs> which feels like something that pierce that chevy just said while they were recording lines for this episode and they were yeah. like let's put that in yeah <laughs> And Abed talks about like, you guys don't see it. I noticed it this morning being stop motion animated. And I feel like I don't know, it's maybe Abed is actually seeing this, but maybe he's hoping that he's come up with a thing that everyone will jump onto and then mm-hmm. they'll have like a Christmas adventure together.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. And that's they do end up having
1: bit. one, but that's kind of maybe how I see it. I don't know.
0: What do you think? I don't know. It's hard because, like, the view—the few like glimpses we do get into how Abed's brain works. Whenever we see things from his point of view, it's either like very, like he's he's Robocop, like he's like robotic, like analyzing everything, or it's like some sort of fantastical way. So I could see him absolutely just viewing the world like this sure. for a day. But I think he I mean, he knows that they're not supposed to be stop motion animated. That's why he's like, you know, something right. special today. Something's going on. Right. But I think he also had a very traumatic experience in that morning or the day before that has kind of set him into this hmm. mindset where he his, his brain literally had to take a step out of his actual reality so I, I think he might be actually really seeing this interesting it's it, it
1: is really interesting it's an interesting conceit. Mm-hmm. And it is you. You mentioning the stuff with his family, it likening back. We haven't really heard a lot about that since introduction to film. Yeah. Well, no. No. It was basic genealogy because Abed's dad and cousins or whatever mm-hmm. came to this. Came yeah. To this school. But it, regardless, it's been a while, and they only bring it up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So it is always interesting to dive into that side of Abed's life and how it informs the person that he's become and how he reacts to the things in the school. Mm -hmm. So it is good. It's good character work. It's so good that an episode like this is grounded to a lot. uh, It's really grounded to who the characters are and what they're all going through and what they're all feeling while being something truly fantastical and something that could very much come off gimmicky. You know, it, and that's 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 truly, like, the secret sauce for community. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it, that it's it stuff can... that shouldn't
0: work, but then it
1: does. Because you think, like, any sitcom could do an episode like this, and it would be cute, you know? Mm-hmm. But no other show would do it and think so hard about, like, the logistics behind it, how it works, what everyone, how everyone is a part of it. I don't know. It's just so so well thought out yeah. and it could have just been something
0: silly. And, and I on think top because of that, it, it is silly. It's not, yeah, it's, it's silly, but at the same time, it's, it's definitely not one of the funniest episodes we've watched no. in the last few right. weeks at all. Well, it's I, hard
1: to completely recreate the timing mm-hmm. of how they bounce lines off of each other when it's animated and scripted and totally. recorded separately. They do a good job. The script is great, but there obviously is less improvisation and facial expressions, which mm-hmm. bring a lot of the humor. It, it does take away some of the funny.
0: So, uh, brief. Oops, knocked my microphone. Um, mm-hmm. The this is where we get that Pierce lines clearly just clearly mean the same thing, and he's like, yeah, Not clearly, that's it. yeah. Um, So in anime, a lot of times in Japanese anime when it's recorded, they record all in the same room, which is why one of my favorites, Konosuba, which is a comedy anime, is so funny because the characters play off of each other the whole time because Mm. they're recording in the same room together, which is one of my favorite things about Japanese voice acting. Yeah, that's what's disappointing about The Simpsons Mm -hmm. and its height.
1: uh, They all did it like that and they'd have a Mm -hmm. table read for the episode each week and then they'd record it together. And they don't do that anymore because, you know, nobody thought the show was going to last for 30 seasons. And they all, like, wanted to live different places and they wanted to keep the show going. And that totally makes sense. But Mm -hmm. uh, one thing is Bob's Burgers. That's how they do it.
0: Bob's Burgers is so – we've talked about it being, like, one of the most consistent shows, period. But it's so funny. It really shows because the, the dialogue between the characters in that show is so
1: conversational. Yeah. And they do improvise when recording that show. And Which for I an think, animated
0: show is so tough to do.
1: And I think it works so well, and it brings so much character, and it makes the show stand out. And I really love that they do it like that. There's yeah. a new show created by the same person on Fox called The Great North. Is that and good? I've seen some like episodes like about a family before. that lives in Alaska. There's only been two episodes so far, but I kind of like it. I would it's watch it. It's always hard to tell when a show first starts, but it's promising. It's got a good voice cast. Um, Nick like Offerman's that. in it. I love um, Nick Offerman. Paul he Rust was in. is in it oh um, our boy i'm blanking off the top of my head who other uh, alanis morissette is a voice in it well i'm in love with her so i'll happily watch um that. nikki glazer i think okay who, she's funny was she the original voice of missy on big mouth is that who it was or was it someone else no no mm-hmm.
0: it jenny slate jenny slate that's okay who i like she's that's a great voice is. actress yeah
1: so anyway, that's an interesting show.
0: Um, fun Nick Offerman fact to spin off real quick before we continue with the That's okay. Um, we kept in, it real tight so far. Yeah. So he was in a fantastic stop motion animation film called My Life is a Zucchini that I may have mentioned on the show before. I've heard of that film, but uh, I didn't know he that. was really, really good in it. It's it's interesting. It's like it's not a hard watch, but it's definitely like kind of a rough subject. It's like about mm-hmm. these kids that are in this orphanage, and he's like a guy that comes and like visits the orphanage a lot. But mm-hmm. it's it's really good. I think you'd like it quite a bit. Okay,
2: mm-hmm.
0: intrigued. Yeah. So Abed's upset that everybody can't
1: see what he's seeing, and it worries him a little. And everyone else is. And I like the expression on some of their faces, like Annie and Britta here. That they're they're all a little bit worried about. Not maybe not all of them, but mm-hmm. but they're all concerned for their friend. And Britta wants to help him because you know Britta's gonna Britta. And yeah, Abed isn't really looking to be solved psychologically he brings up the line that's really funny about well you guys could move around more there's no point being <laughs> animated if we're all just going to sit around which is funny yeah and he mentions a song he's like let's do a song and everyone looks at jeff which if you think about how this would be happening in live action everyone looks at jeff when abed says we could sing a song and jeff goes <laughs> you start so he does. <laughs> I think that's a really funny
0: moment. Yeah, I do too. So I just I don't you, I don't dislike me. this. I okay, just okay. So
1: tell me your problem with it. Abed sings a Christmas version of the song, and this is some of my favorite animation here. The way we get to yeah. see the snowy Greendale campus, something that they couldn't do on the show in live action
2: mm-hmm. because
1: they film in California. Yeah, they, they've had fa- a little bit of fake snow, but th- they're able to take advantage of that with a stop motion. And it's cool to see it snowy. Yeah, it's yeah. I love so. the, the animation your,
0: your... here. I love the design and the layout of all. I think I just maybe I don't. Like his dancing yeah it's good maybe I just don't like the that part's funny I like just the shot of Britta and Jeff there <laughs> I think I just like the original theme song so much that I didn't think they needed to do this but I think it's a funny ending when he's jumping on all the cars and like setting off the alarms but because I like this the real damage life, that he does to
1: each car is he hops on them and it kind of reminds you that maybe it's made out of clay so he's yeah. like indenting them
0: well and it's such good like realism because like a full size man jumping on a car would absolutely set off the alarms and dent them So then the fact that Campus Security comes up and tases him at the end, so funny. Oh, we missed what year it would be. So is your – sorry. Is
1: your problem just that they didn't make an original song and they recreated the theme song? I don't know. I think I just like the lyrics better of the original song. You would have – but would you have rather them done like an original Christmas song here if he was going to sing a song instead of recreating the theme song? Probably. I get, I, don't know. Why it's, I get why they had the itch to do something like. this. Yeah,
0: I don't dislike it.
1: I guess I just don't. It's just love got a tough. It. Uh, it, 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 they're following a tough act. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah, the tasing is funny, and the security guard that says "We got him. Okay, he's down." is the voice of Dan Harmon. <laughs> oh, really? And I like how that's when we get the old school animation style, like showing of the title card, mm-hmm. while Abed's like writhing after being tased <laughs> on the ground. And now we cut to Duncan's office, and the recreation of this in animation is really great. Yeah, I do and a great job with the sets. Man, am I glad that there's so much Duncan in this episode. Yeah. Maybe because it's hard to get... Because John Oliver was working for The Daily Show at the time, I assume. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's hard to get him on set, so when he just needed audio, it, they were yeah, able to Yeah, he could get, do that. Because he probably has the biggest role in any episode that he has here.
0: Yeah, they do a great job with his clay figure. Okay, Jeff's forehead looks f***ing huge here. Uh, it's like it the size of his head. Um, and his <laughs> lips
1: are like... He's like making a duck face almost. Yeah. So Duncan is asking Abed questions. How many fingers? Are they made out of clay? Abed still sees everything as claymation. And he has the funny line about how they're not clay. They're silicone dolls with foam bodies <laughs> with ball and socket armatures, which is funny. <laughs> and it, 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 the, the story underneath all this in the real world is that Duncan obviously sees like... If this guy is actually seeing things in claymation, I can write something about this. I can make money off of
0: this. Yeah, I can really publish these findings and be thought of as like a great psychologist. And the episode ends up painting Duncan as an
1: as a villain against Abed. Do you think what he's doing is particularly reprehensible here? Can you
0: blame him? No, for I think he could that
1: publish something like this? Does no. he act
0: meanly? He does kind of in the end. In the end a little bit, but I think that overall, like abed wouldn't wouldn't have gotten to this point if duncan weren't doing this yeah i think that duncan is coming from a place of trying to help him i mean because like britta brings up in a little bit like they are threatening to kick abed out of school because he's jumping on Mm. cars and acting like a crazy Mm. person saying he sees everything in claymation right which only colleges were like all right let's uh go ahead and send you out of here and give your roommate an a for the semester so (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah uh, abed doesn't really remember when it started
1: happening um uh, so there aren't really any solutions. He can't really give any information. And Duncan talks about how he's been working at Greendale as a psychology professor for a long time. He wants to do extensive sessions with Abed and really get to the bottom of it and maybe hypnotize him. Mm-hmm. But Abed doesn't want therapy. He, I feel like from a story angle, is how he looks at most things. And he already sees what the end goal is to make everything not claymation anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, and I don't think he really wants that right now. <laughs> I, I think also. he knows, like, I have to find the spirit of Christmas, mm-hmm. and then Christmas will be done, and then nothing has to be claymation anymore. But uh, Duncan wants to take it into a different direction. Yeah. But uh, like you mentioned, Abed did just destruct people's property, mm-hmm. yeah, which isn't cool. But Duncan's really adamant and wants to get him into some therapy so they could get to the meaning of all of this. And that's when Abed, just like I said, he says he needs to find the meaning of Christmas. And he's not really willing to. He literally says what I just said immediately mm-hmm. after that. He and if uh, if 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 it's gonna happen, if this is if this is gonna play out, it has to be on Abed's terms, and everyone needs to hop on board. Which yeah. is often how it is with Abed this is when, like you said, Britta brings up that Abed could get kicked out of the school. And I guess I get that, but man, they let a lot of stuff slide. At they Greenville. sure do. <laughs> and Abed doesn't even care, though. Why would he want to be in a school
0: that hates Christmas? And then we get the sad, quick, cri- um, the sad, yes. Something I wanted to ask you about before we hear a sad, quick Christmas song. Yes. Um, when you worked at Starbucks, was that during the whole people got all mad because Starbucks had just plain Red Cups that didn't say Christmas is the shit or whatever, and people, like, flipped out? I think it might have been a big deal the year before I worked there. But okay. then
1: the next Christmas, they still kind of did the same thing and people would talk about it. But it was more that Midwestern,
0: like, conservative joking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I remember you telling me that, like, people would, like, when you give them, you'd be like, Happy Holidays, you'd be like, Merry Christmas. and you Oh, like, people would definitely Christmas. do that. People <laughs> would sometimes say Merry Christmas to us as
1: if we're not allowed to say Merry Christmas, <laughs> and they know what's up, so they want to make sure we know. And I i don't know. Pe- we could say Merry Christmas. Yeah. I would often say Happy Holidays just because that's just what I said. I don't really put that much thought mm-hmm. into it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People are weird. Yeah. I it's work so in an
0: weird. industry where we try to be – very, like, inclusive. inclusive to everybody. So, like, we, like, obviously decorate for Christmas pretty hardcore at my studio, but we also, like, call it, like, our holiday party, and we do have, like, a menorah up just in that's case cool. somebody... Yeah, but, like, if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, I'm like, Merry Christmas, you know, like... Sure. Because <laughs> well,
1: you're not... And that's the yeah. thing, because I'm sure most people that aren't uh, people who celebrate Christmas, if you said Merry Christmas to them, they would say either it back, or they would say thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Or I wouldn't be like,
1: They wouldn't be like, I actually. Well, I would actually, never yeah. have a
0: Merry Christmas because I don't Maybe they would if there was
1: it. like a – if it felt like an opportunity to say something like that. But mm-hmm. I think often they would just say thank you or you too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sad quick Christmas song is a cute little moment. And it's – the episode for being a Claymation episode and there are so many classic Claymation Christmas specials, it mm-hmm. doesn't exactly mimic anything or no. follow a certain tone. This is one of the only moments that kind of does – that feels, like, true to one of these. Uh, The song is quick and whatever. Uh, Ludwig, of course, did all of these songs, and they work really well, especially, I was thinking about how they work really well as being improvised songs. Yeah. Like, if you think about how, maybe not a couple of them, like the theme song one, but this one here, or a lot of the, like, oompa loompa-esque songs as people get kicked out of the group Mm -hmm. they feel like abed and then later other characters are like coming up with a little tune and then they've put a score underneath that like following it you know what i mean like this one here where he's just kind of muttering it to himself as he's building a snowman that what turns out not to be a snowman (laughs) (laughs) Think about this bit with chang yeah this is pretty funny you like it yeah I don't dislike it. It's definitely yet another thing of like, how can we fit in Chang for the episode Mm -hmm. for like 10 seconds? But it's, it is a funny bit.
0: Well, and I like that Abed sees like everyone as a person except Chang. He sees as just like a snowman that he's. Maybe there's some subtext in there that Abed doesn't get
1: Chang at all anyway. Yeah, I'm sure he does Much less than he gets anyone else. So he doesn't quite see
0: Chang as a person. Well, Abed and Chang have very little interaction even when they're in his class. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but it ends really weird with, so the the conceit
1: is that Abed's been patting on Chang for quite a while, assuming that he's a snowman that he's building, <laughs> which thinking of all the motions involved in creating a snowman is a little mm-hmm. uh, traumatic to think about. And at the end of it, Chang's like, how about 10 more seconds on that third button? It's funny, but it's pretty gross. Yeah, correct
0: on
2: both if this,
1: If we're supposed to believe that what is happening is actually happening in the real world. Mm-hmm. But I don't think... Well, I don't know. Have we gotten an update on Chang with his wife since they got back together in season one? No. So he's assumedly a married man at this point. You're supposed to think so. But maybe he's not. I don't know. He just wants someone to touch him. Yeah, don't we? Abed rushes into the study room, and everyone's just looking at him, and... immediately Abed knows... Is, is Duncan there too? Yes. Already? Immediately Abed knows that they've, like, intervention caught him, and they're going to make him do therapy. This is where we get the bit, which I don't know why I think it's so funny, but Pierce appears <laughs> surprised. surprise. He promised not to do that, and he puts his hand slightly down. Surprise. <laughs> and... Duncan does good here, I think, where he is saying, no, Abed, I'm not just a professor, I'm also a Christmas wizard. And they are, at this point, willing to an extent to go along with what Abed's going through. And Mm -hmm. it's still for selfish reasons because Duncan wants to publish this, but it's the way it's gonna have to happen, so they're willing to go with it instead of against it. Yeah. So they're willing to work together to find the meaning of Christmas, the study group, reluctantly, or whatever. Jeff, as always, is kind of the guy who's like, this feels like, I don't know, he can just read that we might be doing some damage here. <laughs> yeah, you know? he's
0: like, this is not the best. But
1: like you said, Abed is willing to kind of throw Duncan a bone, and he can start to see what Duncan's seeing. Okay, he he's sits got down stars, part of it. candy stars. canes,
0: and was there a little tree on there too, on the wizard's outfit? Looks like, looks like on the
1: front there.
2: Mm -hmm. And I like how
1: Abed's willing to go along with these terms now, but then as soon as Duncan starts to, like, go with it and try to take Abed a certain direction, (laughs) it's clear that Abed's like, no, I'm in charge of this story. I'm going to say what's going to happen. And we saw a little glimpse of cookies that Pierce is eating, and we get to talk about it at the very end of this episode, but there is something about claymation food. Oh,
0: my God. It looks so good. It looks so good.
1: No food will ever look or taste like what I imagine that tastes like. Because no right? cookie
0: can be that, like, like the. Fr- I just want to bite into, like, that frosting, that little fat first, like, crunch, mm. like, that little break? And it's not just
1: claymation. It's a lot of animated food. Just how, like, no burger, even the best, most expensive burger on earth will ever live up to what I feel like a Krabby Patty would be. In no, my mind. no way. Yeah. Same with, like, a lot of anime food. is like, next level. Oh, sure. I bet... I know there's a lot of like eating noodles type things. Mm-hmm. I bet I bet there's some really detailed drawing of yeah of all the ingredients. And in, like, as hard as eggs. I try, it does not <laughs> look like that. I've never had I've never had like authentic ramen, and I'm it's sure good. I could find. I, I I need to go to like Indy or Castleton or Fishers mm-hmm. or something to really get it. But I, I want to try it. I I want to get. The, I don't know what it is, but the flower shaped thing with the pink the spiral. The and the uh I wanna get
0: the uh, the egg. The egg and everything? Yeah. Egg. Yes. Egg? Can I have you an egg? egg in these trying times? Egg.
1: So Duncan wants to put Abed in Christmas tosis or something to go to Winter Wonderland. Abed says sure, but as soon as he starts like hypnotizing him, Abed's like, you don't have to do that. We're just gonna go on this journey together. <laughs> and Duncan's like we're gonna use magic everyone knows magic right and everyone's like yeah okay and Jeff really is kind of the voice of reason of like this is a bad idea Jeff often is that guy he's Mm -hmm. not gonna step in to like keep something from happening but he'll (laughs) be the guy
0: that's like you guys are f***ing up right now this is a mistake (laughs) everyone put their
1: hands on the table eyes closed I love the way they
0: animated Jeff like rolling his eyes a little bit as he put them on the table that was great
1: yeah, I like the Troy's line about, like, don't let Pierce relax any lower. Is that supposed to be a boner joke? Is that supposed to be a paralyzed joke?
0: I am not totally sure, but I okay. like it.
1: But he, the way he said it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's ready for it. Abed's focusing on Duncan's voice, trying to relax, and they're all like Abed. Here, he takes over the story. The study group disappears from the scene that they're in. The table rumbles, and all of a sudden they're floating in Christmas space. And now we're <laughs> getting to the point of the episode where all the visuals are just awesome. They're floating past planets Holly and Jolly that are a wrapped, like, p- present with a bow yeah. p- planet on, on, in, the, in the background. And another thing that I really like about the rest of this episode are, throughout the Winter Wonderland, the touches of reality that we see. Oh, yeah. Like, here, Duncan moves the, the galaxy. They're in, like, curtains to enter the scene, and it closes back up, and they're floating in the galaxy
0: again. It's so good. I, that is one of my favorite little bits, too.
1: Yeah, they're they're pushing, Duncan's pushing them towards planet Abed, which Abed is willing to go with just to prove that he is so Christmassy. He's like, that Because 7% cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks it's cute, and they land the table like a ship, and then it just melts into the ground. It's really cool. Really smoothly done there, too. Super smoothly done. And now they're in this snowy terrain, winter wonderland, super sparkly, and Pierce is like, I just see the study room. What are you all talking about? <laughs> And Shirley hits him, like, oh, yeah, sparkly wonderland. And now Ovid gets to pick out everyone's personas and says that during their journey, they've all transformed into
0: Christmas versions of themselves. And let's talk about all of them. We got Jeff in the box. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think it's because he is, you know, he's the funny guy. He's going to make funny jokes, but he also, like, is not taking this seriously at all. He's like a hollow shell. Yeah. Yeah. I am much less disturbed by the presence of
1: Jeff as the Jeff in the box than when he's full body Jeff. Yeah, totally. But that's kind of the case for a lot of these. Let's talk about Brito. We got. Oh wait, no, not so Brito. We got Troy, Troy Soldier, Troy Soldier, which I really which like. Cool.
0: That they don't explain that one at all, but I think it's definitely it's just probably at the because effect, of
1: the name gag, Troy Soldier. Well, that, but also Soldier.
0: Troy, uh, for a lot of the show, just kind of follows along with whatever is going on, goes with the flow type sure, of thing. The, the drummer boy holding steady mm-hmm. behind. He wants a gun, but he just gets a drum. And I like the cool,
2: oh,
1: cool. Cool. <laughs> Britta is Britta Bot, and it's, uh, that the subtext behind that one is a little obvious, and mm-hmm. we get into that later, but it's a cool design. She looks, I know that they've made Christmas ornaments of all of these characters. Oh, that's I cool. I like this, and that would be a really cool set to have. Yeah. Teddy Pierce, I think, is because Pierce gets kind of a softer moment at the end mm-hmm. of the episode, and it's like, he may be kind of a grizzly, but he's soft and full of fluff. Yeah, totally. If if you're willing to get there. Bleep bloop for me too. Annie's ballerina. I just think that shows how much Abed likes Annie and how he sees her as really cute and precious. Annie's super super happy about that. Mm -hmm. And then there's baby doll Shirley. I don't know what the subtext is with baby doll Shirley. Maybe it's because the only thing Abed knows about Shirley is that she has kids. Right. (laughs) What the hell Shirley says? And again, Duncan moves the snowy terrain like a curtain to come into the, mm-hmm. the scene. And talking about how they're making progress already with what Abed is making everyone. And Duncan's trying to get us into a place where we can like dive into Abed's memories. He's just like very, very loosely draping the Christmas stuff over therapy. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you had experience with going to therapy? Yeah. I have too. Was yours like
0: this at all? Not at all. It wasn't? Unfortunately. Mine was very role play heavy. Oh, but really? we're not allowed to see in each other in a sexual anymore. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have you role play the therapist and he told you all his problems? And then afterwards the guy showed up and said, "Hello,
1: I'm the therapist." <laughs> it was a little confusing.
0: <laughs>
2: my last really patient it, asked me in a it,
1: different place it, and never showed up. It was a major breakthrough though. You know, That's it really good. helped. I broke I'm through
0: to
3: something. am
1: glad. <laughs> How's your situation going on? Wait, say what? I haven't heard the the guns or the or the uh,
0: racially inclusive police officers in a little while. They're well, they started filming some TikToks. They were like doing the Megan The Stallion dances, but oh, okay. now they're going at it pretty hot and heavy in the stall next door. <laughs> Not a lot of sounds, but like a okay. lot of physical motion.
1: Well, that probably buys us at least like three or four minutes before they start getting yeah, back here, right? Exactly. Abba doesn't want to look into any past memories. He wants to go to the North Pole to find the meaning of Christmas, and Duncan doesn't really. He's just like, okay, he's really bad improv acting is what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, yes, and, but to get <laughs> there, we have to go through yes, what he calls the Cave and... of Frozen Memories. But Abed's like, nope, I made out this place. There's a shortcut through a road. and Gumdrop uh, road. And this is when he literally says, but you threw me a bone, so we'll do what you want to see. Yeah. And Abed starts singing another song. I don't know if you remember off the top of your head, but Community has in the future a couple of... Clip show episodes mm-hmm. that are made like how you know a lot of shows have like remember the time when yeah. this happened and they show it, but all the clips in the community clip show episodes are things that we've never seen. Yeah, and there's one that's a clip of like them sitting around at the study table like while this is happening.
0: Oh, that's Where awesome! Like
1: Abed, like oh we're in Gumdrop Canyon, everyone, and <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know uh, ex- exactly the bit, but that's really funny. And I'm it's excited funny, to get to that one. It makes it funny to think of what's going on throughout this episode from that perspective. Like here when Ovid starts singing, what do you think about this song?
0: It's fine. I don't think any of the songs in this other than maybe the last one are like super like great great for me. But and I, I think like it's them.
1: because they're they're trying to sound improvisational.
0: Yeah. It's yeah, like Ovid is, is
1: making up these songs and everyone's like, okay. And they start moving down the gumdrop road. It's gonna be a, uh, a hazardous Wizard of Oz type journey, and it's fun. I like watching Jeff hop around as the as the box. <laughs> and Duncan's clearly in over his head, so Jeff kind of gives him the what for a little bit, and Duncan
0: leaves as they start down the road. <laughs> Annie's walk is so freaking funny. She's taking like really high like ballerina prance steps with every step she takes. It's like the build of her character, you know? It's like yeah. how her, her toes are probably pointed the whole time.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: funny. I love it. Uh, it's going to be a hazardous journey. Their their faith in Christmas is going to be tested and they've got to be careful. Uh, if, uh, Duncan's still just there trying to speed it along and and, and get to a place where they <laughs> can talk about Ovid's past, but it's not the cave of frozen memories. It's the case of frozen peas. It's a common mistake. <laughs>
0: And you can tell Abed is enjoying that the study group is all together. This in is doing what this. he wanted all along. Yeah, so, so he's, he's playing along, but he's it also it kind out, of with Duncan can. a little bit. Yeah, he's and he, with and him. it
1: does end up being an emotional breakthrough for him, which is great. Mm-hmm. But right now, yeah, he absolutely and look here—you can see the bulletin board as Duncan pulls back the the terrain like a like a like a curtain. I, I think that's yeah. such a great touch.
2: he's <laughs> trying
1: to figure out why he's why she's a Christmas baby and not a Christmas angel. And and what's Ovid's explanation? Well, Bridge just says, if you cry so much, maybe they he'll you. They kind change of speculate, you. but is he not really willing to, to explain why? He hasn't
0: explained any of them.
1: Interesting. Uh, Annie thinks that they all just got random assignments, but it's, it's not like I'm super cute and thin and graceful like a ballerina, right? <laughs> it's because she's tightly wound. Because we didn't mention she is a, 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 a wind-up ballerina, mm-hmm. which is cute. Yeah, and surely of course she does have to say well you know guys if what we're looking for is the meaning of Christmas I do know the meaning of Christmas and I think I might be the only person here
0: that (laughs) does and then she mentions mentions the word therapy which is a big no no right now because Abed's like therapy it's going to take them out of it and the last thing they want because then
1: it's all over so Duncan comes back Freezes her, ejects her from planet Ovid with a remote control Christmas
3: pterodactyl.
1: <laughs> I like the way he says that is he's just literally pulling it out of his ass. Yeah. But then it visually happens, which is so funny. He's just a pterodactyl with a wreath around his neck. Point being, Duncan says, if anyone's not here to help Abed, they should leave. Yeah, everyone looks at Pierce. Pierce is like, cookies. Cookies. <laughs> and Duncan leaves again. Another song. This is the first of these. What, like I said, they're kind of oompa mm-hmm. loompa style. And I like these like, quite it's a bit. Another kid has gone down. This one's cute. She was so high on her throne, the queen of Christmas babies thought that Christmas was her own. What a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. Very good. Not Shirley's gone. <laughs> Jeff just—he's like that's wonderful, and he's really trying to get out of here because he's got uh uh. A a a date. He's got a catch to date or a date to catch. A date to catch. Oh. And so Aved uh, summons up the humbugs, which is a cool idea. I like, like that. These too. these bugs that that swarm and they're really cool designed and everyone has to say to stay sincere. They're attracted to uh, they're attracted to sarcasm. <laughs> which what does Jeff say? It gave Tim. He Burton said somewhere a boner. Tim Bur-
0: Tim Burton just got a boner. Yeah.
1: I saw yesterday that Tim Burton just got tapped. He's directing a live-action
0: uh, Netflix series
1: about grown-up Wednesday Addams.
0: I, I didn't know he was doing it, but I saw that they were going to make a show about that. He's That's interesting. It. I hope that Christina Ritchie's is still in it. Cause she I don't, in I don't my think mind she's is... that old. I think it's, she's in college.
1: Oh, uh, okay. That's fine. Maybe she could make a cameo of some sort. Mm-hmm. But of course Jeff can't resist, he's so sarcastic and so the humbugs start eating him alive. And one of my favorite line readings of the whole episode is like, oh, I
0: guess I'm gonna have to go get laid. He's like, oh no, I'm a horrible guy. (laughs) Is he sleeping with someone other than Britta? I guess, Hmm. or at least he wants them to think that.
1: And this is really cute here because Annie decides that she wants to get in on the singing. So she comes up with a little like, someone's just been sent off song. Uh, And it's basically so she can sing shit about Britta, I guess, but it's a cute moment. I like Annie in this episode, after having some recent episodes that I've been less sure of how I feel about her.
0: Yeah, I like her quite a bit in this one, too.
1: (laughs) But she has to point out her clever wordplay to everyone. Did you see what I did (laughs) with the word presence? Now we're walking through Carol Canyon, which is really cool. Instead of Oxygen, the plants produce uh, songs, which of course begs the question, how are they breathing? But you I know. guess oxygen doesn't only come from plants. Maybe this is just a oxygen-based planet.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and here's the problem is if the atmosphere is 7% cinnamon, I feel like that's a lot of cinnamon to be breathing in. Yeah, that'd be
1: hard to breathe because the cinnamon challenge... Does not go well for people. Yeah,
0: it's not exactly a
1: spoonful of cinnamon every breath, but it's cinnamon every breath mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. yeah. Plot hole! <laughs> Fix your stories, Dan Harmon. It's really surprisingly... Cool of those police officers to wait for us to well, do hold, this. hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, sorry.
0: No, no, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm wiping. It's gonna be a minute. I no, that was a courtesy flush. Okay. Thank you. Um, they said so. They gonna... don't
1: know that this is what you're doing. No, 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 no. They think you just had to, the the Waffle House has been an issue. Has they're... it been an issue? Are you also going through some stomach things while we record today? Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. what what were you about to say? Um, so they're pretty big Big Bang Theory fans, and when I mentioned that oh, I did yeah. a podcast, they were like, "Oh, about Big Bang Theory, the best show, right?" And I was like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: "You didn't even say television podcast. You just said, I like, said right, podcast." I "Right about the Big Bang like, theory. Big Bang Theory, right?" They're really in. We it. know podcasts. <laughs>
1: yeah okay so uh, Britta has to bring up the whole thing of like you know Jesus was born in April they moved his birthday so they could steal the solstice from pagans which
0: is true Mm. but a
1: very buzzkill thing to say yeah Abed tries to get her to sing in Carol Canyon she's not willing to do it she is kind of like Jeff she's not really willing to take this that seriously she doesn't love Christmas that much she's not going to pretend to it and that's gonna be her downfall here in a little bit, that she's got no sincerity. She wouldn't sing a song. Come on, Brita. Now they're in a cave, a cave-like cave. Like, what do you mean cave-like? It is a cave. <laughs> it's the Cave of Frozen Memories. It's a safe place, Duncan says, as he steps back in to take back over, where they can observe suppressed experiences without being affected by them. Wouldn't that, that be a great, great place? Yeah, I, I would love, love the Cave of Frozen Memories. I would never leave. <laughs> yeah. And Abed uh, very keenly says, can you show me how it's done? Because he's going to turn this around on Duncan and get Duncan emotional and worked up, which is super easy, as we're about yeah. to see. <laughs> and and uh, so that's what's happening. He's focusing on a part of the cave and seeing his 10th Christmas. Great. Here. There you go. Look at it. Now you try. But Abed's like, no, what What? What was your house like? What room were you in? What, is it, what does it feel like? And, and Duncan starts tapping into where his house was. The color of the walls that he's reading Paddington, uh, the oil painting like you mentioned <laughs> of a forest above the sofa. His his mom his, his mom always got him Paddington books every year, and Aved is totally just <laughs> shit posting. Yeah, mom won't stop crying. They don't know <laughs> where the dad is. I'm going to America with grandma. <laughs> it's it's funny and it's also interesting because we learn more about. Duncan is a character in that 10 seconds than we've ever learned. Yeah. And it's so funny how so quickly he's trying to play so many mental games throughout this episode and just so quickly he's really just concerned about himself. So he just storms off. He doesn't even say anything. He opens the door goes back to the study room. <laughs> He's been bested. He gets it. They're all concerned. They, they say, don't we need the wizard? It's a little silly to, to narrate all of this. The, mm-hmm. the, the, we, they don't need the wizard, and they never <laughs> did, and nobody needs the cave, which is Abed here more directly pushing away his actual feelings about what's going on, where nobody needs this cave, we don't need him, never did. He's really not willing to... Uh, use what they're trying to set up for him at all. <laughs> and he pulls off a panel <laughs> self-destructs the cave. Because, you know, every cave, every cave in the world well, has they a secret do. self-destruct panel.
0: All cave-like caves.
1: <laughs> Abed opens a slide door that goes directly to a canyon that they can catch a train to the North Pole from. And he stops everyone else and says that he realizes what's happening, and that the wizard is really just here to psychoanalyze Abed. And if that's what they're here for, they can't come with them. Only people yeah. that are here to help Abed can come.
2: And, and Troy, Troy immediately. immediately,
1: the with you to the end, always. They do the slap, and he goes down the slide. It's it's so now. The you said that, that moment made you emotional. It doesn't yeah. quite make me emotional, but it's so. Cool. The community can take this stop-motion animated moment of Troy sliding through the floor into an emotionally resonant, resonant yeah, an emotionally resonant uh, little bit about their friendship.
0: Well, and it hits because, like, as soon as Abed says it, like Britta and Pierce kind of looking around, Annie's kind of like, okay, and then Troy just steps right up and is like, mm-hmm. "I got your back, man." Mm-hmm. Annie comes up and is with them.
2: <laughs> Pierce here because he doesn't care about the therapy. He's not going anywhere. Yeah,
0: it, but he's not letting
1: Britta come through because she's the one that kind of tricked him into it. And, Mm -hmm. of course, she was really in on helping and and, and wanting to psychoanalyze Abed, and she won't pretend to be Christmassy. So she's going to stay with the cave as it self-destructs. Britta's being genuine. She doesn't want Abed to get kicked out of school, Mm -hmm. and it's hard hard to analyze this on whether... Because, like, Abed's not making the right choices here. No. They're trying to help him, and he should be seeking out help. And it feels a little silly... uh, uh, digressing too far into the emotional consequences of what's happening here but I feel like the show is asking us to
0: yeah well and because Britta you can hear in her voice I mean all the characters considering that none of them are primarily voice actors they do a great do job do a great job with this I think Britta here conveys Even so much emotion Chitty. yeah right he mm-hmm. he really does do a good job but Britta's like ah, bet they will kick you out of school like she's trying to say like listen I know we're playing this game right now but you have to like Take it seriously, because you could lose you. all this. And maybe. as the cave is crumbling behind it, it, it's
1: a cool emotional connection to the real world and the fantasy world. But Abed can't listen to that right now, and he sings a really sad little song. Yeah, about, I like the song quite a bit. About uh, Britta being prog- program badly, but there's a hidden layer because you know Britta. We see her, and she's starting to cry because mm-hmm. I think if she, if if Britta believes that Abed's seeing all of this. And that he's going to get kicked out of school, and he was destroying property. She's probably seeing that my friend, who we've always noticed is different, yeah. is, is like broken in a way, mm-hmm. and we can't reach through to it. And he, we're trying to help, and he's singing Christmas songs. Yeah, and it's uh, a cool, it's gotta be sad. It's a, it's a deep moment. Yeah, I like it. But also at the same time, Abed's points about Britta aren't incorrect. No, the, he's he's pretty spot on. But he is foggy with what's going on. I don't know. It's interesting. Abed's journey in this episode is interesting. Abed leaves Britta to die and goes down the slide <laughs> and closes the chute. And Britta just sighs. No more Britta bot. It's a cool moment. Honestly, it's a good moment for Britta as a character. Yeah, it is. Now they're on the train. This is the big set piece for the third act of the episode. And it makes for a lot of cool visuals. Uh, right now, they're all just just sitting here talking, mm-hmm. Pierce and Annie and Troy. Uh, I don't know, just talking. It's a second where we see the characters without Abed talking about what they're all doing. Pierce is going to go take a leak because all the cookies are gone, so he walks away for a second. And I like the way, What? how does it happen here? He opens yeah, where he door. opens the door and it's the study group to go to. Yeah, the I love that. They're on their way to the North Pole. They'll be there at 9 o'clock Eastern Candy Time. <laughs> and the <laughs> countryside, there's Menorah Mountains, which which he's put in just for Annie to make her feel mm. included. And he's put in Jehovah Witness Bay, which is just Jesus <laughs> on the snow. And which is it's, amazing. it's kind of like the Yang to Troy's moment earlier's yin, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know and I put this for you. And Troy... He's like, you know what? Thanks for adding that, man. Good job. And Troy gives a thumbs or Abed gives a thumbs up. That's really sweet. And Annie has a nice moment about how you know this is a nice Christmas for her. They talk about her relationship to Christmas, but I think mm-hmm. it's something that Abed needs to hear that yeah. he's helped put together a good Christmas for his friends. Mm-hmm. We learn a little bit about Annie's family background and and how it was kind of a, a half Episcopalian, half Jewish, and kind of a mash of cultures like what Abed has had. Um, and and this is the first thing that gets Aved to talk a little bit about what's real, about how his parents are divorced, about how he likes the rituals, and how every Christmas her, his mom visits and they watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer on December 9th together every, every year. year. And, you know, this is really the emotional crux of the entire episode, yeah. what we're leading to. And it's going to go deeper with this. But it, it, do you think it's the only time a year that Abed has seen his mom for a I'm while certain. now? Yeah. And this is the first time it hasn't happened. I'm sure as he was younger and growing up or shortly after the, the divorce, there was more times. And then as mm-hmm. he gets
0: older, this was like the last tradition to fall as others like fell. Yeah, And it's really sad. The delivery of Abed's lines here are so good in a minute when he's like, when, I don't remember who's Annie or Troy woman says it's December 8th. And he's like, or he's like, there's December 9th today. And he's like, no, no, no. It's got to be the 8th. She's here every year. She's here December 9th. Every year she comes. And it's just like so like, I don't know. It's very clear that he is in such a state of denial and like pain yeah. because of this. Because he can't fathom like, no, she has to come. cuz it's December 9th. That's what my mom does, you know.
1: Are you willing to go in any at all? Are there any connections to your personal life here? Because I know that you've had... A family that's in a state of flux before you know yeah. you talked about having a, a, a what I've heard referred to as like a father figure who was mm-hmm. Muslim and your mother is Christian and your mother
0: is a single woman yeah and it, did that did, did not some anything of this... like this necessarily resonates because like Christmas is just not my favorite holiday for a host of reasons you know I think that it's a time where it can feel very lonely even when you're around people. And so I kind of feel that in a bit where like... I get that. Maybe some of the magic that you feel as a kid on Christmas when you get older, you kind of see more behind the, the curtain and yeah. know that it's not really always magical and it is tough to make things like that, you know? So I was appreciated that my mom would always, you know, do her best to make it like a good Christmas, you know? But as wow. I got older, I kind of was on the other side of that, you know, making sure that, you know... Everyone else books. was having a good Christmas. Well, yeah.
1: I
2: think...
0: We'll get to have that magic
1: again if we have children in the future Mm -hmm. and we get to watch it through them because we're going to want to make it what it never was for us. Even if what we had was good, Mm -hmm. we're going to...
0: You know what I mean? I think that will
1: maybe change your spirits towards it a little
0: bit. Well, and this year was probably one of my favorite Christmases in a while, actually. Good. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm.
1: Nice. And I think that's part of the the disconnect of this year in general. Yeah. Or of last year and whoever, whatever. You know, just the state of being around people. Uh, We're not to that quite, we're not quite to a line yet, but a line about warmth uh, on the coldest days at Christmas Mm -hmm. time. It it really can happen. Yeah. And when it does, it's something really special. So all of, uh, Annie and Troy, who are really the ones who are truest to Abed in this episode, Troy points out to Abed that it is December 9th. It's the last day of classes. It implies that Abed's mom isn't coming this year because she's not here right now. And Abed isn't even willing to address that. He's well, it yeah. can't be. It must be the eighth. She comes every year, every year. She's coming. She'll be there. Mm-hmm. And Troy and Annie knowingly look at each other. And the way that they animate that knowing look between yeah. each other is is special. Really. Good. And so Duncan comes rushing in because we've just gotten to a big breakthrough, <laughs> right? And it's time to stop the train. <laughs> After Duncan was emasculated in the the dorm room, this is when Duncan becomes a a villain. He went through Abed's stuff or at least went to his dorm room and found a letter from Abed's mom that he had opened and left that explains that she's not coming this year and explains that she has a family. But Abed knows that that's where we're going towards and he's not willing to go there. So first, he mm-hmm. he kind of has a kind of a meltdown here really where he talks about Duncan not being a Christmas wizard, he's a Christmas warlock, he's a a villain, and now he's someone that we have to fend off, and he's gonna crawl out the window to get away with him. And I I think this is important because we get a point where Troy and Annie get what's going on on a deeper level now, Mm -hmm. and realize that what Duncan is doing and trying to hint at is true, but they need to be there for their friend right now. And this is what they need to do to be there for him right now.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, and it's kind of like what Abed said to British. She doesn't trust herself or her friends. So they don't trust Abed to deal with this himself and find the meaning of Christmas or, you know, yeah. find his solution on his own. Yeah. And so they're trying to force him to get there their way. But Abed knows. I mean, he knew from the beginning he had to deal with this somehow. Sure. And this is just his process. And Duncan – okay, so Troy has the Michael Jackson's dad line here mm-hmm.
1: where he pushes Duncan away from yeah. Abed, and that's pretty funny. But Duncan says here immediately that like, hey, do you realize what you're doing? You're tampering with the book deal. I mean person, you know? Yeah. So it, it's very, very clear what his intentions are. Again, I don't think – I mean, yeah, sure, Duncan's a little bit of a of a weaselly snake of a person. But I don't think what he's doing is exactly –
0: not I don't know or anything
1: yeah. you can't blame him you know of mm-hmm. course of course this is what your life has been leading to if you see something like this you know yeah but troy and annie show how great of friends they are for abed here abed's on the roof of the train and i like that this is what you think like they're all sitting around the study table or something right and abed's saying like okay so now i'm on the roof of the train and duncan's <laughs> like okay well whatever i'm teleporting there And then, because he's a wizard. Well, I'm teleporting there. Because I can do that. Because
2: I'm a wizard. Boink!
1: Boink! I really like that (laughs) noise that he makes. He like holds his nose, it says boink, and then he's up on the roof. That's a really funny choice (laughs) for like Duncan to decide to do something like that. Yeah. make a noise. And they're on the roof of the train. Abed is trying to, uh, you know, stay balanced. Of course, it reminds of the Polar Express. Totally. And, like, the weird-ass scene where the kid's on the roof of the train and he finds, like, the hermit guy who, like, gives him... Who might be Santa, but also... Who's is also it, is Tom Hanks' conductor character. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what this reminds me of. Do you like the Polar Express? I do. I have a lot of nostalgia for it, but it really is a... Weird as deep, shit. A fever dream, for sure. Yeah, Duncan's trying to tell Abed there's no train. We're, nothing's happening. We're just sitting here, and Abed won't listen. He, he's mm-hmm. going to the front of the train and Duncan's like no this is over we need to deal with it reality always wins but then Annie is there to help Abed and to give into it and he unhitches the cars so Abed's front train car will separate from Duncan's <laughs> and, and, and Duncan <laughs> Troy also blink and is right next to Duncan they're learning to teleport they're helping Abed Duncan's upset and you know what you're doing but they do know what they're doing they're helping their friend instead of instead of uh, helping
0: Duncan do. I, I like He's how to into get it Troy thing. is now because, like, not only is he teleporting, like, but he also actually, like, actually grabbing grabs me. him. Yeah, in real life. <laughs> I don't think. I think that
1: line could have been written a little bit differently. I don't think he said it, he needed to say in real life. Yeah, he could have just said you're actually grabbing. You're me are grabbing in me. real life. They wouldn't say in real life. They're mm-hmm. in real life. I don't know. Yeah. Well, keep him away, Abed. Go. So they send Abed on his own to find the meaning of Christmas. It's a cool moment, and it means a lot of things while also being visually pleasing and very Christmassy. I I wonder – I bet a lot of people did see that Community was doing this and tuned in for this episode, and then they tune in for something really psychoanalytical if you're willing to pay any attention to it. And I wonder if people – and maybe that's another part of my wall with this episode, that I was – that it's – that it's a difficult episode. It's emotional Mm -hmm. underneath this bright thing. I don't know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Duncan's like at the very least take notes to yeah as he's leaving for them, but this is what really needed to happen. You know, I often find in those times where you're really struggling with something, it's you wanna surround yourself with people to avoid it or to not feel alone. But when you're on your own, and not that therapy isn't helpful, but when Mm -hmm. you're on your own, and 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 let yourself work through the difficult stuff going on in your head. It's not fun and it, it it it's hard and it's it's emotional. But I think that's when progress happens. Absolutely. And that's what Abed needs here. He's in the front car of the train by himself with the engine, and he turns up, he has, like, this meter of how detached he is from everyone else, and he turns it up all the way to Bjork, <laughs> which makes the train go faster, which is a cool yeah. metaphor that it makes the train go faster. And he goes into light speed in the train, but he's forgotten about Pierce.
2: Mm-hmm. And Pierce slides the open room. the door, you
1: see the study group behind it. He's zipping up his bear zipper fly. And what adds what, what what this leads to is maybe my favorite emotional moment of the episode mm-hmm. because it comes so unexpectedly and yeah. it's what Abed needs because it it takes a lot to 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 find for Abed to find something unexpected. He usually kind of knows what everyone's going to do. Mm-hmm. Pierce shows up from going to the bathroom, you know, and he he must have been there a really long time because a decent amount of stuff has gone down since he went to the bathroom. Yeah, he's like are we still on the Christmas train? Like <laughs> And yeah, he, he dives right into it back. He's like, are we still doing the thing? And he gives away, plainly and in a very Pierce way, that he's kind of going through some of the same stuff Abed is going through. Yeah. It's depressing for him at home during Christmas. And he obviously doesn't believe
0: any of the stuff that they're doing,
1: but he's willing to role play with everyone because
0: he's lonely too. Yeah, and I, and think, I think that Pierce is especially Abed lonely this season. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, look at him. Look at what his life has become this season because of this injury and the pills. Mm -hmm. And I think it also helps Abed feel not alone, even from someone like Pierce, because he is just a big teddy bear. He is. It makes Abed feel seen, and they feel a connection. It makes Abed smile. And together, they charge forward to find the meaning of Christmas. It's one of my favorite Pierce moments of the series so far. Mm-hmm. I think. Pierce and Abed are walking towards what appears to be the North Pole, and I like Pierce's bear waddle as they're walking yeah, up the really snowy Yeah, it's really cute. Hill. And the snowy terrain with the gingerbread house North Pole in the middle, it's just so beautiful. It, they did they a did great job with They did such a great job with everything. Uh, it's a shame that Community didn't win more Emmys, but man, am I not surprised that this is what got it won. Yeah. And Pierce, even, he's, he's really playing up with Abed. He asks him to explain what they're seeing and mm-hmm. what they're doing, and Abed does. They're in Santa's workshop. And now we're getting to the thing in the episode that I get, but I think they could have done something a lot better. The Lost DVD? Yes. Yeah. It's the first season of Lost on DVD. That's the meaning of Christmas? No, it's a metaphor. It represents
0: lack of payoff. I get it. It's a funny joke. I was thinking maybe there was like a cut bit that like explained that he got that as a gift from his mom, like in the mail or something like that. But nothing. I think the point is that there is no point. Mm.
1: And also just the point is also that, like, this is a diminishing return, just like lost to some people was a diminishing return. Uh, But we'll get to that in a second. They're in the workshop, and the workshop's empty, and they're looking for the meaning of Christmas, (laughs) but the place is just empty, except for one present in the middle that says uh, uh, meaning of Christmas that Pierce points out that Hobbit had missed. So he goes to open it and it's a nesting doll of several uh, gifts with more taunting stickers on them that say, almost there, keep looking, keep digging. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, when he opens it up, it's the DVD box set of the first season of Lost. (laughs) I just feel like if ever there was a moment for community, and I I get it because if ever there was a moment for them to do a big emotional thing, this was it. Yeah. And they kind of do in the end of the episode, but I feel like this moment was it. And they were scared of doing something
0: that was, like, cheesy or
1: hacky. Yeah, like, it could have been a so picture did of, his,
0: joke. of him and his mom together. It could have been all sorts of things. I but... don't know. I don't know what it needed to be, but I just – this always never sat completely right mm-hmm. with me. Does it not bug you? I've always thought of it as, it like, it was a I gift that somebody got him. Yeah. Like, that's what in my, mind, in my head canon – is what it is. Is his mom was like, "Here's your Christmas present that I sent you with this or whatever." I, I guess because he's like a nerd. And yeah, maybe his mom knows. And she'd be that like, "Oh, oh this is Lost. a show that that's sure. good. Abed would like this." But maybe it's it's not even that much, you know. It's a metaphor. Pierce says, or Pierce it presents it's a metaphor They
1: literally say it. And Duncan shows himself again and kind of tells Abed, you know, you think you can save Christmas? You think you can turn yourself into an animated character to get over that your mom left you? And he pulls out the note. And explains that Abed's mom wrote in that he, she's not coming. She has a new family. Abed's an adult. And it's like sort of a sweet note, but it is harsh.
0: Oh, I think cold. the note's shitty.
1: And I think it's indicative of, you know, the type of upbringing that he would have and some of the, uh, you know, some of the cultural tropes of Abed's family set up. I feel mm-hmm. like there can be a lot of quiet emotion and a lot of, uh, I don't know, Uh, of a wall between family members even between like husband and wife from Mm -hmm. just from what i see in media created by people with that experience Mm -hmm. i feel like um and it's just this note and abed immediately i imagine dropped this note and went into what he's doing now Mm -hmm. He, he had to save christmas somehow so he did this with his assumed family and duncan reading the note to him freezes abed which is a sad moment and a sad visual And Duncan got what he want, but Abed's still broken. And he was close to what he was trying to get to. And Pierce stands up for Abed, which is really nice. He's the only one there. And he can even see... Even pilled out Pierce Hawthorne can see through what Duncan's doing. And Duncan, again, just kind of projects himself back onto it, saying, this is what Christmas does to people. We put too much meaning into it. And then all of this happens. And then the lack of return is rescinded, though, because the whole study group is there to stand up for Abed. Because they were probably there the whole time, but now they're stepping back into the scene. Mm -hmm. They're there to save Christmas. They're there to save Abed. They're there to take down Duncan. And this scene is really cool. They all have stupid guns. They all start (laughs) shooting him. Duncan's talking about, you know, you're enabling a delusion. But the study group knows what they need to do for their friend now. Yeah. Uh, The delusion, Jeff says, that he's trying to cure is called Christmas, Duncan, and this is the line that I love so much. It's the implication that the coldest, darkest nights can be the warmest and brightest, and the, mm-hmm. the crazy implication that it can be. And yeah. then when Britta goes on to say, "When we all agree to support each other with that, something crazier happens," it becomes true, which does at Christmas time, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. And for this being an episode written by Dan Harmon, who is kind of a downer of a dude, yeah, I like. I get why he would come up with the lost thing. Mm-hmm. this is a really sweet, honest moment that really is very holiday feels. I like it a lot. Duncan is kind of like, well, I don't know what you guys are doing. Obviously, he says that Abed's catatonic, and mm-hmm. I don't know what you think you're doing, but Shirley brings up that they could sing and that they can melt Abed's, Abed's ice that's around him. And everyone's not so sure about it, but <laughs> they, they get everyone to commit and sing the song. They sing a song while they blow Duncan away. And I think this song, yeah, you mentioned it, it's the best song of the Mm -hmm. episode. But at the same time, there's a point where it no longer sounds improvised. Yeah. They tell Britta to start and she does, which is a nice moment for her because she wasn't willing to earlier. Mm -hmm. And all of these things that each character sings sounds improvised. The Christmas time is a time to sing. That's what Christmas is for. Uh, Christmas can even be a Hanukkah thing. That's what Christmas is for. They all sound real and Ovid is starting
0: to melt. Shirley's is a little more <laughs> musical, but it's Shirley, so it's Well, tracks. and I'm happy that we get a vet singing because I'd always want more of that.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting that we don't get more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the birth of Jesus Christ. She sings loud and proud, and she does like the the praise hands with their mm-hmm. baby stubs. <laughs> And then Jeff is like, okay, and I like, uh, well, Joel obviously can't sing that well, mm-hmm. but I like how he delivers it as Jeff, who probably couldn't sing that well. Yeah. Then he's like, all right, come down, Shirley. It's still a good time to be nice. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a nice moment. And they're all shooting Duncan He with snowballs and candy and stuff like that. Even Pierce is willing to sing with everyone. I bet Chevy hated having to do that. Yeah. Except I think Chevy really likes to sing, so mm-hmm. maybe he was down for it. Troy sings video about how for two doing video weeks. games is Christmas. Is that something you can relate to? Like uh, having a Christmas break to do stuff like oh, that? Oh, for
0: sure. Because you don't have school, so you get to play video games much more. Right. Especially like the days after Christmas are prime video game time. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I like Troy's candy cane nunchucks that I he do uses too. to nice beat weapon. up Duncan.
1: And he's using her ballerina skills to beat up Duncan <laughs> and give him a high kick. And this is when they all start kind of singing in unison and it no longer sounds like something that's improvised. Mm-hmm. But it's still really cute the way that Annie and... Uh, Jeff do the kind of grease, like face-to-face yeah. boy and girl singing It's as a jack-in-the-box and a ballerina. It's really funny. They're all singing together. They're all happy, and they've all made this a special Christmas for Abed, and really for all of them, even for mm-hmm. Duncan, I'm sure. you know. Yeah. And Abed's melted. He's there with them. Christmas is saved. And Annie has the remote for the Christmas <laughs> pterodactyl, which takes Duncan away. And he's like, all right, fine, I'm leaving, which is just Duncan leaving the study group. And he makes the pterodactyl self-destruct. He's everything like, don't think a that's a little much. <laughs> and then the whole thing explodes with Duncan. It's pretty funny. And Ovid's still somber. You know, he's sitting at his knees with the lost DVD. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that he says is that he gets it, I guess, that, that everything that's happened has brought him to the conclusion he wanted, uh, the meaning of Christmas. And this is some truth right here, at the meaning of Christmas yeah is that the idea of Christmas has meaning and it can mean whatever we want. Because I think a lot of times it is, we need that warmth, we need that feeling of family, mm-hmm. camaraderie or of a spirit between others and of, of, maybe it is a little bit of forced happiness and maybe that's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, you know? totally. I think they do get to a truth here. And Abed says, you know, it used to mean being with my mom, but now it can mean being with you guys and that's special to him. And I think it's special to all of them. And he says thanks, lost. <laughs> and everyone hugs. And Aved closes his eyes. And now they're back in the study room, still claymation, mm-hmm. but he's out of the the Christmas fantasy. And everyone's hugging in real life, which is a nice image to to come in on. He says he feels better now. And he says he could make it not stop motion. He, I guess they don't need to be. But Britta suggests, let's just do it for the rest of Christmas. And I think it's cute that Britta is the one who's doing things like this because she was so against it earlier. Totally. And she, they're all feeling the Christmas spirit together now. Yeah. Yeah, super it's nice. a nice moment. It feels so right. And of course, we, we, we neglect to mention, but we've been claymation for this entire podcast. Yeah. Well, parts of, of me have always been claymation. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, it's new to me. I'm happy how the hair turned out. Doesn't move a whole lot. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, has a lot of buoyancy.
1: They're all having a good family moment, and there's even I like that we get another little Dean moment. It would have been cool if they could have worked the Dean more into this episode. Mm -hmm. But the Dean and Duncan are like doing shots together to celebrate (laughs) Christmas, and I love the Deans. You know what? Merry Christmas. (laughs) You ever just want to say it? It's a funny moment. And it's one of my favorite Dean Christmas moments in all of the Dean Christmas Mm -hmm. episodes. And now we get a nice moment that leads to an image that will haunt me in my dreams forever. You do hate this. Yeah, I I hate it. They're all sitting watching a stop-motion animated Christmas show together on a couch. I think they're in Ovid's dorm, yeah. Mm -hmm. They've even got the movie posters and everything. It's been decorated. There's a menorah and a Christmas tree. They're all having a moment together. It's exactly what Abed wanted. They're watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I've never put that together. It's now a tradition that Abed's just going to keep watching it every year. Yeah, but now he's watching it with particular. his his
0: new family.
1: And I truly think it's nightmarish when the the TV screen fades away and it's a superimposed shot of the real live-action cast in the reflection of the TV, but it looks like they're all like cardboard cutouts.
0: <laughs> it kind of does. And there's
1: even, oh, I thought that was Santa, but it's, it's, Pierce's, it's Pierce's foot. It's Pierce's foot. And it is red. I was mm-hmm. right on that. D- this doesn't bother you. You think this is cool, don't you? I think it's fine. I think it's, I get why they wanted to do it, but I think it looks like a nightmare. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode, unfortunately, because it is uh, a really special episode of television, not just it a special really episode of community. And I am amazed that we're not at like two and a half hours right we're now. We're
3: not? How? We're
1: at an hour and 53 How minutes. did we bring that home, Zach? I am amazed we're that this- We're
0: good. We are, are top notch.
1: I. There was a point during this where I was thinking like, ugh, this
0: might be a like- three-hour yeah. podcast well because we were 40 minutes really into wanna... recording and 25 seconds into the episode
1: yeah and like i don't really want to edit a three-hour podcast yeah. uh but i bet it would be cool if we did like it would be fine and it'd be funny but yeah look at us we did it so let's talk about the intag uh troy and abed get to share stop motion animated cookies together because they've always wanted to try it and now troy can see it too i guess
0: yeah well troy troy did it this time this was on him Right, you're he right. Created he created the this. stop motion. He's like, yeah, it's cool.
1: Don't worry about it, man. And he wanted to try fake food, which I would love to try. Yeah, I get it. And the cookies, look, there's so much depth. Visual deliciousness for sure.
0: Yeah, this was nice. And, it was a nice way to keep it stop motion and still have an yeah. in tag.
1: I remember, like, it would have been fitting if there was some bit where it transfers back to live action in this episode. But I'm almost glad that it's just a complete... Me too that they take full advantage of the medium that they're playing around with. And Ovid's like, well, it is a little weird that I can see this too. I'm like, yeah, we're weird that way. <laughs> and they talk about how, when they were editing this episode, right before they switch heads, there's like a frame or two where it really looks like they're grabbing each other's face to make out with each other. kiss, yeah. Face, which is funny, <laughs> that's but funny. it's not that. They switch heads, They're <laughs> like that's better, now that they've got each other's heads on each other's bodies. We get a Troy and Ovid in stop motion. motion. And that's the end of the episode. Let's go right into it. Is it the Christmas classic that you remember it to be, Stephen?
0: Absolutely. I probably liked it even more watching it this time than I did uh, when we did our Christmas special.
1: I, pro- I definitely liked it more, too. And even talking through it, it's an episode that's so thematically different and weird that in a way that works. Mm-hmm. But it also has so much depth to it. Yeah. In a way that I don't think any of the super concept-heavy community episodes have had yet. Had quite this
0: much depth i agree i think it's it it really goes the extra mile in the character work for all of them really or at least most of them um there's a surprisingly great britta moment good duncan Pierce, yeah pierce
1: so is it worth asking who the i I want you
0: to go first for this one zach who's your mvp
1: i can't justify giving it to anyone other than abed Mm -hmm. um and I don't really feel like I have to back that up. It's, yeah. the, the episode is we're in Abed's head, and they do it in a good way. Of yeah. course, other characters have great moments. Uh, I think Pierce, Jeff, and Duncan, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. Abed. I give an honorable mention
0: to Troy, but yeah, okay. it's Abed for me, too. Yeah,
1: it's got to be, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Uncontrollable, right? Uncontrollable Chris, And we did it. We've done it at
1: an hour 56 minutes wrap it up editing. put it under yeah. the tree
0: stomp on it in front of your kids well,
1: Steven I think we at least need to we need to you're in the middle of a pretty high, de- high, high depth situation and I've got to see how this plays out
0: okay so the current situation so is, what happens next when, um, what happens when we I finished recording? wiping I'm washing my hands I've got my mask on uh, but you've I've you've been managed-
1: pooping for real this entire time mm-hmm,
0: yeah yeah Um, So you weren't
1: lying about still working on it. You were working on it. I
0: was still working on it. Uh, It just happened to shake out to about the length of our episode today as it normally does. Um, But here's... Hold on real quick. Okay, I just pulled off a great switcheroo. There was an Armenian man in the bathroom and I traded clothes with him and I've taken his car and I'm on my way home. So the cops have apprehended him. We have very similar hair. Uh, and it should be fine Because their English isn't great His English isn't great And uh, I should be off scot-free
1: and you So know I'm coming what? home,
0: baby You know what? Even if things don't work out You're in luck Because today's
1: podcast sponsor is
0: Uncle John's Bail Bonds Uncle John's Bail Bonds Did you rob that Seven Eleven? We don't care Uncle John's Bail Bonds We'll get you out as long as you got the cash We'll free ass uncle john's bail bonds have you also had the weirdly specific instance of beating your
1: wife and then turning into a werewolf pirate but not like a storybook pirate like uh like a somalian uh captain phillips type uh, pirate and you can't control it and you're on the run from the law but you've got to get that podcast out on a weekly basis
0: uncle john's bail bonds uncle john's bail bonds is the whole family in jail and no one can bail you out We'll sneak one of you guys out for a couple hours so you can bail out the rest of the crew, then put you right back in just in time to get out in time for family dinner at the IHOP, Uncle John's Bail Bonds.
1: And you know, we're just after Valentine's Day. It's a lonely time for a lot of people, especially those that aren't able to uh, afford us over at Uncle John's Bail Bonds. So we do have a service next door that we do have, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh... We do have conjugal visits for hire next door to Uncle John's Bail Bonds. And that's over at Aunt Kathy's... Aunt Kathy's Hooker Sexy Time Patrick.
0: Palace.
1: That's enough. That, whatever. That <laughs> didn't... This Uncle John's on. Bail Bonds. I, I wish you all the luck. Uh, if, if Maybe you shouldn't have traded places with that Armenian man because now you're going to be in a whole mess of trouble well. when your fingerprints don't match. They never got my hands.
0: (laughs) These hands tell a story of greatness. All right.
1: Well, it's been a weird week, guys. A very Merry Christmas to everyone. Hope you're keeping warm. Thanks for hanging out with us. Next week, we'll be back to talk about Asian population studies. So please send in trivia. MVP and favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. And, Stephen, what, what, if people have a little bit of extra money burning mm-hmm. a hole in their pockets, what's something that they could trade that for?
0: I think they should go and swap that wampum for a little bit of yummy content over at com slash podcast We have all, all right. sorts of fun stuff over there for you. And if he wants to say your name or give you an extended shout-out on the show, maybe you should give us a little more of that dough. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very soon on the Patreon, Steven and I are going to be releasing
1: a full You Can't Disappoint a podcast-style podcast about an episode of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. that We were assigned by one of our patrons, so you could even have the power to make us podcast about something. Or, you know, we've had Danny on uh, You Can't Disappree show. You could come hang out with us for, for pay, of course. We won't do it for free. But please do consider supporting us. It's a lot of fun. And what else? Where can people find us on the internet?
0: Uh, they should look us up on on the Twitter at yes. You Can't Disappod. Uh, yes. They should go after us on Instagram at Can't can'tdisappointpodcast. Or it, even shoot us an email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your thoughts, your favorite moment, and your MVP from the episode we're going to do next week, which is an exciting one, Zach. It's Season 2, Episode 12. It's Asian Population Studies. Asian Population Studies. He already said it.
1: Well, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> um, from inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, Stephen... I really hope that you're able to figure this situation out. I don't want to have to recast you next week.
0: Yeah, I hope I can be here. Um, if not... Me too. You know, just pick- I hope you're still alive.
1: You should really get out of that bathroom so you can not be shot. Uh, f- from inside the Dreamatorium and from... And
0: from a Waffle House bathroom on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Stephen.
1: And I don't know. I don't really have a, a last line. I don't know why I set it up that way. Merry
0: Merry Christmas, or at least happy December 9th on this right. February 18th. All right, goodbye. Bye. Jesus
2: Christ! Uh, for the rest of us, it's still a good time to remember that it's good to be nice. Music and cookies and liquor and freeze, that's what Christmas is for.
1: Video games for two straight weeks. Ow that's what christmas is
3: for
2: hanging out with the people you love saying i love you